Austin is a wild place that it makes Miami look like it's changing slow. Okay. Yeah. You've been here for seven years. Mm -hmm. What? Fill me in. Why did you come here in the first place? Because you didn't come here during whatever the fucking, the tech gold rush. No, no, no. I came here because the uh, divorce laws are amazing. Okay. Yeah. So you came down here. (laughs) (laughs) This is off to a great start. (laughs) Better than the tax law. Well, there's a cap on, Guys like you and I, we can't go anywhere. No. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, it was, um, yeah, uh, having an internet marketing company at the phase that I had it in at the time, um, talent was a big deal. Lifestyle was a huge deal. Sure. And I got two babies, right? So where am I going to raise them? Schools. Yeah. And Austin, honestly, Long Island, Boca Raton, LA, that those were my options, right? Mm -hmm. And didn't fit. Well, LA would be a shit show. And it, would be a, and it would co- and it would cost a fortune, and then you, pre- well, you could have never known the life, the quality of life going downhill, right. the price staying right where it is, mm-hmm. and that wedge. Yeah. Same thing with New York, Long Island, Strong Island. Shout out to Strong Island. Yep. Shout out. Down here, well, what's what you came to the Wild West? You could spread out down here, and there's talent. Tons of talent. But now it's getting so fucking expensive, dude. Well, still re- has. Well, yeah. you're resetting a bit. Yeah. Right. I mean. Austin's never going to dive down, nosedive like a Boise, Idaho, but you're you're definitely going to have some resetting. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the market where your rental market is, uh, you know, significantly higher than, uh, sorry, your uh, mortgage market is significantly higher than the rental market. Mm -hmm. You're in, you're in some trouble. So there, there's some resetting, there's some softness going on, but the, the challenge that all the other economies face that we won't face is that there's just explosive growth mm-hmm. on the economic side, the mm-hmm. business side. Innovation, innovation, talent. 100%. Oh, man. That's not it's, stopping. It's funny because you, if you came to Austin <clears throat> about, you came to Austin seven years ago when the conversation on the street was Fender or Gibson guitar. Yeah. And now it's, you know, what language model are you using for your fucking AI? Oh, like if you it, go into the yeah. coffee shop, I'm like, I could just sit here all day and learn more than I could at True. Taking a college course. Oh, well, it, it, why go to a, a tech conference, right? You can you can walk into a coffee shop and they're talking about attribution wow. and how that works. And and the other thing is there are uh, traditional aspects of Austin that are kind of disappearing. I mean, I know, I know there's a theme of keep Austin weird. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's still going to keep those cultural elements, but more enterprise feeling. Mm. And I don't know how, you know. Austin's going to receive that from a cultural standpoint, but uh, but I think it's a natural progression. You have this a corridor called Rainy Street, right? It's yeah. about thirty different homes. I'm going to pretend bars. not to know what it is. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, I've yeah. never <laughs> been there. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't do bad you things. Do. Right, 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 right. So that little street is going away, right? It, it got bought up, and it's going to be skyscrapers now. Yeah. Bunch well, of- so Rainy has basically a New Orleans like Bourbon Street Vibe. level, yeah. of insanity to it. Can be. Can be. Can be. You just won't get shot there. Right. You know, right. A little bit safer more. here. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I went I went out and I've been to Rainy Street for God's sakes. Yeah. All right. It's about time the world fucking knows. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, have you been to West Sixth <laughs> And I liked it. Hey, oh, you, li- oh, you liked it. <laughs> I like all this stuff, yeah, man. I like fun. the chaos. It's fun. As long as I don't have to sleep in the chaos. I pop well, down there after yeah. dinner. 
you know, whatever. Yeah. Drinking an old house for a couple minutes and then yeah. you just bounce. I mean, it's a cool culture. It is a cool culture. And it, it, you got West Six, you got Six. And then, you know, I think what happened during COVID was a lot of amazing things for, for Austin. Uh, the comedy scene. Mm. The comedy scene is huge, mm -hmm. right? Jo jo there were no places for comedians to go except Austin. Texas was the only open place. So the influx of comedians that came here during that time mm -hmm. and the support that the Austin economy gave them when their families were starving, right. these artists were starving, uh, they never forgot it because the influx now is is nuts. And you got Joe Rogan, right, who, who established his, his base at, at the Vulcan. Yeah. Um, and, he's, and, and that's open now, right, I heard. My brother was saying he was open. I'm yeah. It, it, it's, uh, oh, his club? Yeah. I believe so. But yeah, at the, uh, for about a two-year stint, he was uh, religiously at, at, at the Vulcan. And, and a cl close friend of mine owns that, uh, Nick Francini. And he did amazing things. Um, and Brandon Lewin, um, Big Laugh Comedy for Austin... And comedians nationally. Yeah. Huge. It's, there's, there's fewer and fewer towns that support the arts. Like, totally. What the fuck? Where do you go? Right? So. Miami. <laughs> what kind of arts are you right. talking about? <laughs> well, the most fun The dance, right? right? <laughs> it's a great city to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All, all kinds of dancing. Um, and, you know, you're right. Nashville. Uh, Austin and uh, and dot 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 and dot dot dot. New Orleans. I went to New Orleans after I left. Years I left Wall Street. Started. I've been a musician my whole life. So no shit. I've been a musician since I was, since I was like fucking five years old. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, Santa Santa hooked me up with a guitar when I was five years old. Yeah, Bass? I've been playing no playing electric guitar my whole life. Oh my god. Yeah. So you, I went. You've been annoying people from an early age, dude. <laughs> I've been I I've been annoying people and then you know after I left Wall Street I was like well I'm just gonna be a rock star nice. and so I moved to New Orleans I played in a band in New Orleans for two years wow mind blown yeah so when with well, all how, how the crazy this was dude this was like seven years ago seven years ago yeah 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 so you were doing this is like, recently so you were like. Amateur rock star. No, I, I we sold out House of Blues. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, we were on the radio. We were we were completely legit. Oh my god! Uh, and of course, we broke up. Ugh. Like what the fuck? Painful. I still haven't gotten over it. So now I got to do this. So wait, wait, wait. Your your your, your podcast <laughs> then was rock star or, or really really rock right. star? Or what, what 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 did that? I was like, like, well, I got to do something, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well do this. That's a wild start, man. <laughs> so my basically my band. Breaks, b blows up. I'm still in fucking New Orleans. Mm -hmm. There's, as you know, economically speaking, mm -hmm. uh, what are you going to do? You're yeah. either going to be an entrepreneur or you got to get the fuck out. So I started my first little mini agency at that point, which was, which was like a resume writing career coaching agency. And then we ended up building a tech on top of that. Mm -hmm. But that was my first startup, really. And when I, I left New Orleans... Ended up getting up to Chicago, went to Chicago, and I started an agency. So I started a digital agency, and like, I I built it with an SEO background, which I want to talk to you about what, what do you think is going on with SEO, and where do you think you can build a brand now? And then it morphed into more like, when we talked on the phone, growth hacking, which yeah. To some, some people love that word. Some people are like, yeah, I don't like that word. <laughs> <laughs> I just found myself uh, wanting the controls. Sure. And then, then I said, well, if I want the controls, I'm no longer just 
SEO, I guess. So, so, so press pause for a moment. Yeah. So you, you're a, you're a, can I swear on here? Or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. So, <laughs> please. So you're a fucking rock star mm -hmm. and then you became an agency owner. Yeah. Wow. And did a million in six months. And then you did a million. In, well, you, you, do you understand sales funnel? Yeah. Okay. And then you had a you have a financial background. Mm -hmm. So that made you more of a weapon. It's just, it's, it's very interesting for me because I think entrepreneurs have one key component that mm -hmm. are just, you know, uh, similarity between all of them. They're fucking bonkers. They're well, creative. Fact. They're eccentric. They're, you know, their EQ is kind of through the fucking roof. Right? Well, think about how we met. We meet in the lobby of a hotel yeah. in Austin and you know me from making faces into my phone. Correct. Now that's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. Completely insane. Yeah. So I'm agree with you. Yeah. And, and, you know, my, my, my dad used to tell me growing up, he was like, look, you know, I, I would get down on myself. I'd, I'd be like, man, I'm, I'm not the smartest cookie in the room, dad. And, and, you know, being a Persian Indian, whew, the pressure's high. Well, you come back with an A minus in the Midwest too, right? At some point, or where were you? Connecticut, Midwest? Midwest, Midwest. I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I went to IU. Uh, then so I went to Purdue. Everyone um, looks like uh, Ryan Gosling up there. Everybody, uh, <laughs> you wish with uh, hundred extra pounds. <laughs> they wish wrong right. Midwest. <laughs> yeah, I'm like fuck. That's not what it looks like. No, 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 no. Yeah, um, forget about the cheese yeah. fries you guys eat up. <laughs> no, yeah, cheese fries and what is it cheese called? Curds. Curds. That's Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. India. You're all just ignore me. <laughs> just ignore me. I'm not here. Just keep going without me. So you know, at this point, you you, you got this societal pressure culturally, mm -hmm. and uh, you got a bunch of doctors and surgeons in the in the community and all that shit right. and your A minus is dog shit and uh, you come home and you're like, man, I'm a fucking idiot, right? This IQ thing is like not working out for me. But he, he, you know, and this is a traditional Indian father saying, hey, you know, EQ is actually what you really need. I was really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he sat down with me and, and gave me a little pep talk and also broke me down, right? He would do both. Right. But, you know. Because failure is not an option. Truly. And then, <laughs> you know, he, he would say EQ, but he really didn't understand how to explain it. But my mom was really good at explaining it. She, was, he, she would sit down and say, hey, listen, there's two kind of people in the world. There's the IQ mm -hmm. and the EQ. And the, the IQ, they operate the world. Mm -hmm. And the EQ, they run the world. Mm. And that started making a lot of sense to I me. I like that. Yeah, because I'm like, well, what do you mean, mom? She's like, well, you, I said, the world needs visionaries. Visionaries are part of the 1%. Sure. You're a visionary kid mm. and that's okay. Be the visionary, embrace the vision and do what you do and be the high, Q, high EQ guy. Sure. Because you, you, you're manifest destiny. You're looking 20 years ahead when 90% of people can't see that far ahead. Right. You already know where you're going to be and you're, you're 12 years old. But your so your career how the how did you have that vision? Who were you looking at? Someone an entrepreneur in the magazine? And so, like who was your guy that you were looking up to? Because if you're not the, the entrepreneurship, yeah. it's undefined. And yeah. I, I'm looking through your career history. Obviously, you're doing things that don't have a book. That you read the book and you do the thing and yeah, like a I lawyer, mean, doctor, etc. Yeah, truly, so you, the, I'm an advocate for the average kid. Because the average kid on paper, when we were growing up, when I was growing up, was all about GPA, right? You're, mm -hmm. You have an average or a little bit above average GPA. You're a little high, you know, maybe he can be high achieving, maybe he can't. And I was the anomaly, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that, for me, was like set me apart from the rest because I started identifying and creating scholarships, right, for kids like me. I was like, man, the assessment is really the EQ. What's the EQ say? Character first, right? 
and when you talk about my career and who was my mentor or, or who did I look up to, number one, dad was the director of international business for a big chemical company, mm. right? And uh, he was the guy who uh, designed and uh, manuf- uh, created the uh, functional design for the Tomahawk missile delivery system for the nose cone. Okay. And so, you know, we traveled the world. I traveled 42 different countries before wow. I was 16 years old. I was wow. exposed to a lot. Wow. Singapore billionaires and, sure. you know, uh, uh, culture when it comes to like family and, and the dynamics between wealth and money and family mm-hmm. and love. And I knew what I wanted. Right. As I started being exposed to all of that. A lot of data points. You're like, a lot okay. of data points. You yeah. kind of figure out what you want. Right. And then in my high school days, uh, you know, I had a. Uh, uh, a sub that would come in for one of the one of the classes I was taking this Microsoft certified systems engineering class, which that's in high that, school. In high school, we didn't have that. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> we had this this class. Yeah, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. You're, okay, you pass. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so I took the supplementary bullshit class, and uh, there was this you know this this guy who would sub in once in a while. He was a grant writer. It was a little separate building from the high school, and uh, you know his name was Jeev, and. Uh, you know, he took a liking to me. He's like, you know, there's something special about you. Come do sales. I was his first like sales guy. Mm-hmm. And now guy's worth a half a billion dollars sitting in Naples and you know, in a beautiful, like, you know, 32,000 square foot home. Yeah. Done We're going great. for pizza there after this. Oh, absolutely. Let's get in the Wait, chat. Naples, Florida or Naples, N- Naples, Italy? Florida, Naples, Florida, <laughs> Naples, Florida. Damn it. <laughs> Fucked it up again. We can still go to for a All pizza right, good, over there. Good, 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 good. All right. We're good. So he took me under his wing. Uh, I'm a 16 year old and really fucking just broke me. Right. Mm. Consistently broke me, broke me until, you know, I really started becoming a man and like, okay, this is what I really am. This is what I really want. Mm -hmm. This is who I really want to, um, kind of idolize and pursue. And this is the, the, the ethics work ethic that I want to develop. And when you start creating a parallel between work ethic whether that's work smart, work hard, whatever that is, whatever that ethic is and money, Mm -hmm. it's a simple equation. Yeah. It's take your best asset, right. Quadruple down, do it at a thousand percent. Right. And most entrepreneurs don't understand that. Do your one fucking thing that you're really fucking great at, at 1000%. Forget everything else. Just forget it. You'll fill in the gaps with everybody that's great at what they do. And that's, and that's basically how you scale out a team and you start to build a yeah. process around what you're yeah, doing. Exactly. Because most people in agency, you know, you're, you're talking to a guy that just said, I can't do this anymore. An agency. Yeah. Because an agency kills people. Kills people. How the fuck are you? You seem pretty calm. Yeah. Oh, I'm chill. Um, so your voice sounds like radio. This is, <laughs> I'm having fun. How did you like, yeah. Um, or have you just done this in so many iterations? I've, well, two things I've, I've done it in multiple iterations, but you, again, what are you a thousand percent great at? I'm a great talent acquirer. Mm, mm -hmm. I am the greatest in digital. So my team is, a a a misfit of bandits that have, uh, really, really great character Mm -hmm. higher at a character 10, um, and a talent of seven or eight and you can scale talent Mm -hmm. and that's what I've done. And when you, when you triple quadruple pay, uh, over market Mm. for talent Mm -hmm. and then you 10 X on how you sell and allocate that talent's time across, you know, client portfolio of whatever we're taking on. Right. That's a profitable business. Yeah. Because everyone wants to, 
look, the allure is decentralized and cheap, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's go down to Columbia. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends in in Miami who have incredibly fantastic businesses. Yeah, go down to Columbia, and that's what I learned when I got to Miami. But what you find is okay. That's one model. Yeah, but out, you know, basically going because you have to compete. You're yeah. fucking Austin, dude. You have to compete against these badass companies. Even if you're going offshore, yeah. you have to compete for the best talent. So you're like, hey, I'm going to compensate you yeah. for what you're worth because I know how fucking great you are. Yeah, and it, it, look, it, it's all about designing your niche, right? We play in luxury. Thank you for saying niche yeah, and not niche. No, no, it's niche. <laughs> Fuck, this is great. This is my favorite podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I there was like a whole comment section about- Niche and niche. They, they said, Nick, you know better. It's niche. Ooh. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 comment section. It's a niche. It's niche. Well, Wait, where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey and New York City. Hmm. Yeah, th- My yeah. parents split up when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, seven. So I did this half and half thing, which was a shit show. That's always a shit show. My yeah. kids go through that now. It's a shit show. Yeah. It toughens you up. Oh, well, that's why you're here. Yeah. It creates character. I mean, we're, it's a, we're, I'm running out of things to well, do. We're, well, we're living in a world full of, let's not even get into the masculinity vacuum. That, that We'll leave that to Andrew Tate. Yeah, sure. But he's in jail, so <laughs> I guess we'll leave it to nobody. Yeah. We'll keep that vacuum open. Fuck. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know where to go with that, but the, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's a challenge though. There, there are young kids and boys out there that need a, a real leader, right. And, and real, uh, somebody to look up to and, and that vacuum is still there and the messaging is all fucking con- convoluted everywhere you go, mm-hmm. you know, and boys, especially they can't get a right message from anybody. It's everything's different. Everything's different. And it's fucking dishonest, right? Yeah. It's procured dishonestly. And I don't like that. It's it, having a son and a daughter myself. It's fucking annoying. You know, when you, when you have kids, do you, you see yourself in them? Oh, a hundred percent. And and it must point out it's a mirror, right? It's difficult. And it must be challenging. It's super and challenging. And it must be an incredible learning experience. Uh, uh, it's insane learning experience. Uh, you know, when you're, when, it, when a kid is born, there, there are two births there. A mother is born the same day and uh-huh. a father is born mm-hmm. the same day. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that it's starkly maniacal, it's mm-hmm. a, uh, it's a reformation period that you go through for the first three years of like looking at this thing. And then as they grow up, you start getting upset at all the things you used to do mm-hmm. that are being now done back mm-hmm. to you. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, this shit is genetic. Yeah. And then do you start to say, well, maybe I'll work on that thing. Maybe I'll change that thing. Yeah, man. You know, this new mental health conversation is amazing. That's the one good thing that's happening in our society today that like, you know, getting therapy and getting life coaching. Holy shit. Unlock your brain. you know, if, if, if you know your weaknesses and your challenges better than the guy across from you, you're the secret weapon. Yeah. Right. You're the secret weapon. And that's what, that's the era we're in where it's okay to understand where you suck. Right. Entrepreneurship is about understanding where you fucking suck. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we talked about, well, how, how have you managed growing this agency? Knowing to fill the gaps where I suck, 
with the best people. And being honest. Saying, being honest. Hey, this is not my area of expertise. 100%. This is where I'm going to apply to. 100%. And let go. Stop micromanaging mm-hmm. people. Let them do their thing. I need and to hear give that. them the mental health yeah. support that they need. If they're going through depression or whatever, mm-hmm. give them support. Give them a life coach. Give them a conduit to, you know, support their emotional health, man. That yeah. If they're not dialed in emotionally, forget it. Business will fail. So on our agency side, it's super, I hate the fucking word transparency. I'm going to try to not use that word. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's such an overused bullshit word. Yeah. Transparency and hilarious, right? Right. Do you know what hilarious actually means? It's I've like, never laughed that hard. Right. Hilarious means <laughs> it's so insanely crazily right. funny. Right. That you fucking, you break your pants off. You break your pants. Yeah. Hilarious. You pop under, a button. Yeah. Transparency is actually. It's t- opaque. Yeah. It's as opaque. fuck. Right, but right. we're going to say it's transparent. Right. right. Fuck these 2023 terms. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's about as opaque as a glass of milk, but right. we're transparent about <laughs> right, that. Right, we're transparent. Very, very transparent <laughs> yes. about that. Um, yeah. So, and, and that's what it's about, right? With, with, with the agency. It's uh, with our clients. Uh, So we're in a different space, right? With luxury and enterprise, um, there's no growth hacking anymore. It's it's demand gen. Mm -hmm. Hey, we you know we know our client or we know our 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 customer for for Gucci Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever denim brand we represent. We represent a a ton. You know, we just need more of that. We need more direct access. We need to create more affinity. We want to tell our brand story. Mm. These guys, most fashion brands, have never owned their story. The elite guys, yes. The LVMHs and the Gucci's of the world. Right. This this mid to high tier, they've let the retailer, Neiman Marcus and okay. Saks. Position and, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They position them. Kind of have more ownership of what their brand is. Right. And uh, shit, when COVID happened, the redheaded stepchild being e-com. Okay. And all the e-com directors being, you know, the guy in the closet office in the back. Like, hey, Sam back there. Uh, <laughs> They're like, can you still here? He's still here. Can you bring him out, please? <laughs> fucking, whether we fired that guy. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> bring his ass out here. We yeah. got to have a little chat with him. Turns out we're doing 80% more. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, the pressures that was were, were placed on those guys were, hey, run our entire e-commerce agents, our, our entire e-commerce department, and then also give us the fucking strength strategy on how to win. Are you mm-hmm. fucking crazy? You're going to tell the e-com director, uh, run the e-commerce ecosystem, keep turning all the dials, and then right. also tell us how to fucking make money on e-com. Here, yeah. And it's it's not the founder's fault or the CEO's. They just didn't know how to set those expectations on these sure. poor guys. Right. But that's that's where we blew up. We came in and we, we were this conduit between that C-suite. And we said, listen, guys, you keep turning the dials. You right. understand your business better than anybody else out here. Right. Right. This is fat. This is difficult shit. Leave the formulaic stuff to us. Seventy percent of what we do is formulaic. Thirty percent of what you guys do is the brand shit. Right. Right. That, that, and that 30 percent is what we need to learn to help you be successful. What, what kind of what, what kind of. <clears throat> Things are you going in and wrestling with under the hood? Oh, man. So, shit. Like, the first 72 hours looks like this, right? We get an NDA back, uh, and then they share Google Analytics access with our chief digital officer. Yep. And we're looking for these high-value opportunity wins. What the fuck does that mean? So, we're diving in there, and we're looking at every single piece of the e-commerce ecosystem. I'll give you a cool example, right? A little nerd out for one moment. Uh So we can get into a situation where we're selling uh, primarily on Amex, uh-huh. right? And the average order value is, let's say, 1200 bucks, uh-huh. And we see two campaigns running on mobile for 
paid search. Okay, and this can look something like this. We have uh, $50,000 device-specific allocated yep. for Android and then $50,000 for iPhone. Okay. Now, an Amex customer yeah, that's buying high in fashion, <laughs> right? Right, um, and the average order value is in the thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, that iPhone is giving us a five x return, or you know, five x ROAS, right? Mm-hmm. Five ROAS, and then this Android is giving us a two and a half. Yep. Well, let's shut off Android. Yep. Move that reality, right? And now we've won exponentially in one one shot. Yep. Right. And so imagine those wins at scale because we know which rocks to flip to find the worms. Yep. And that's and you game. flipped enough rocks in your day that oh, you yeah. just are like, oh, well, we, we, oh, we're managing now about three and a half billion dollars of revenue right yeah. across, you know, all the two different brands. Yeah. So we know the data shows, hey, look here. I mean, uh, half this, like, half of it is formulaic, like I'm, I'm saying, and and the other part is is brand, and brand is fucking very important. You could call this data science in a sense, right? You're looking for anomalies, under-indexing, oh, over-indexing, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, and it gets crazier, man. To and formulaic mean you, meaning you've turned off and turned around enough stones, you have a laundry list of places to look first. Correct. Basically. Correct. No tire kicking. Yeah. You got these agencies. Ninety percent suck. You get in there. Oh, we need to have a discovery period. Fuck a discovery period. We need to learn about your brand. Right. Let me give you an SOW that has real actionable shit on there. That's actually going to move the revenue barometer where you give a shit in 45 days. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, Sky Diamond, don't 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 leave. How how can we get more? This is my conversation. I have a talent problem scaling my talent. Right. It's not a it's not a client issue. It's like a holy shit. Uh. Not only is Sky our insurance policy, now there are acquisition uh, mm. uh, uh, chieftains, and now there are retention chieftains. Mm. Uh, you know, keep delivering more wins. And so growth hacking is not the business for us. We're in the business of demand capture, mm. right? Demand gen, we do a little bit of that, but we're the demand capture guys. How do I take you from 10 to 30 million? Right. How do I take you from 50 to 100 million? Right. And in those- low lift ways for the founder. In low lift ways for the founder. Yes. Where I can fit that on an executive summary. Add that to the sales deck now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw my eyes. You were like, like, well, that's pretty fucking smart, Nick Cram. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that. I like I I love that. I thought you were going to say something stupid. You said something smart. You know know why people in my company hate me? There's one key reason. They have these Asana task boards. Okay. And, you know, they'll assign some shit or whatever. Right? and they're like, hey, Habib, uh, there's like a few, a few lines in Asana. I'm, like, I'm not fucking reading Asana. I'm not logging in there. Ever. Ever. Give me <laughs> a goddamn executive report. I want four fucking lines on there that I can, I got a million things going on. Please, four lines just delivered in Fuck my hand. project management. Right, 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 right. I can't do it. But again, that's the EQ, IQ thing, yeah. right? Right. And, and, and just accept that. I mean, the, 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 the faster entrepreneurs accept their quirky bullshit. Mm. The faster you succeed, you get to your finish line a lot quicker than be like, I need to learn this. I need to learn that. No, you don't. You don't need to learn shit. Mm. You need to do what you're great at. Keep doing that thing Mm -hmm. and get out of your own damn way. Because you become, through passion, a freak in whatever that thing is. Oh, yeah. And embrace that freak. Yeah. Let that freak flag fly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> come on baby Hell we're yeah. in austin yeah it's yeah. fucking let rocks that, let that fly and that Be freak you. flag f- that freak flag might be data analytics that yes. might be color 
uh, you know, using color for conversion rate optimization. Yeah. And yeah. in your world, it's called like a quant guy, right? In a the, quant. Right, right. So when I find my, my quant, right, my quant guy, yeah. I, I, I make his world paradise, right? Yeah. My, my, my job is to show him, don't worry about business. Don't worry about sales. Just Let me put play you, with just these play. numbers. Let me put you in the fucking playground yeah. with a bunch of toys right. that you love. And that's what the, a, a successful business is that mm. you have your guys that are solving the strategic problems, working with the C-suite, making sure they're happy, mm. managing the politics and the emotions, and then letting your quant guys, you know, nerd out yeah. and do their thing. Fun. Just turn on some music and slowly back yeah. out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> slowly. Make slowly. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a little baby monitor in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. They're good in there. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I'm... I'm the guy that they're backing out of the room sometimes. Like I, I, dude, I am a, there's this book from the seventies called the E-Myth by Michael mm -hmm. Gerber. This guy was like this business guru before that was a thing. And his whole thing, he was obsessed with McDonald's. Everything mm -hmm. was McDonald's. Your business needs to be like McDonald's. Your business needs to be. I, anyway, I ended up, you know, I had this resume writing business, whatever. I ended up like meeting some really cool fucking people through this business. And this one guy was like, dude, this business is great and you're going to kill yourself growing it because you're not running it like McDonald's. And I'm like, what the f fucking McDonald's? So read the book. So I read the book and what Michael Gerber does, who I think is pro I think he's still going. Michael Gerber's like fucking 90 years old mm -hmm. now, but um, he, in the process of this book, he divides people into three categories and it's almost like a hierarchy. Like the further up you go is into like the ideas and amorphous space, but mm -hmm. it's, it's like, at the bottom of the pyramid, not you know, it's it's a technician, someone yeah. who's just like I just want to play with the, the nuts and bolts of the process. And I, everyone has a technician in them. Yes, but if you want to run a business, yeah, you have to let that fucking side of you oh, just go a little bit. Yeah, because it will kill you. It will because you can't be a technician at scale. You can't. You can't. And and you're gonna tap out on your bandwidth. Yeah, you, you know. And you gotta. You got to understand when to bring in the right partners. As my my, my partner Jacob Hagberg, uh, he is a savant of ecom. Mm -hmm. uh, he is br as brilliant as they come, um, and that's the yin and yang, right? You're, he's the the technical guy, the client services delivery uh, monster, right? And he's amazing at it, and he's great at validating great talent. And we work because you know I don't get in the weeds. I stay high level. I love high level. I keep driving the vision. I yeah. do what I do at a thousand percent. Right. And he does what he does at a thousand. And that's 2000. Simple that is, that's a lot. Of th that's, <laughs> that's a, a lot, lot of percent. Thousand. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> when you, when you've got, when you're, let's take me in the deal room. When, when you're bringing on some of these huge brands, which are highly impossible to even get the meeting, who's running that meeting and how, how is it divided between emotional and like, Hey, we just went under the hood and your fucking analytics. Okay. Here, so what's come before we get there? I got a little present for you. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. This is appropriate timing. <laughs> so, so this thing, brand presentation, this is beautiful. so I'll tell you something. So I created this during COVID. Okay. To your question, the deals that we're working on require in person. You're talking about trading, uh, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands a month, with Sky mm. to manage billions of dollars in revenue. Right. It's no joke. Or hundreds of millions. So, and you're still doing these, you're, st 
you're meeting in person because now again we're meeting in person again now. Yeah, COVID couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. And it's such a high touch. There's a lot of pol- and it's fashion. I mean, you're talking about some of the most eccentric mm. founders. Mm. They're sizing you. Oh yeah, dude. When you walk into a meeting with a founder in luxury and fashion, you mean like real luxury, real fashion, real luxury, yeah. real fashion, not like you know, uh, fucking. Um, when I think he come, I my brain immediately goes right into the DTC brands. Like, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Re, 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 none of that crap. But right, right, really right, good right, stuff. Right, right. <laughs> like Laura Piana level of bullshit, right? Okay, so you, you're you're walking in, and you get sized up. They don't give a fuck about what is coming out of your mouth, <laughs> right? Nothing, right? You can nerd out, right? And it, so it was that experience. That I'm like, oh my god, I found my niche. Yeah, I, I, I love. And I understand luxury because I traveled mm. the world, right? I know what it means internationally. Mm. And I, I know what perspective. that perspective, right? And the EQ side of me is like, okay, they're going to listen to me once they know I'm of their tribe. Sure. So you get in these meetings, you validate yourself, you show them that they're of your tribe. Uh-huh. Five minutes, not even one and a half minute. They, they size you up. They get a little relaxed. They start hearing what you right. have to say. And then... You can see, then they dial in. Okay. For a while. Like, okay, I'm like, listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I couldn't get their attention during COVID, right? Because mm-hmm. like, I'm not there in person. Mm-hmm. So they just, it wasn't working. So we came up with this thing, this beautiful little little thing. I can't so wait to see what. This puppy. Holy shit. Brand presentation, right? You pop it open. No. Right. No. And you have this <laughs> this video presentation. Okay. If For the people just listening, there is a lid, a box with an what looks to be an iPad or TV in it that is playing a fucking presentation from my very eyes. The minute you open it. Yeah. So, and then you have these buttons, right? Here, and make sure you talk in the... Uh, yeah, and then you have these buttons, right? The, the brand video here and then the, this FAQ series. And then you can go through this FAQ. So, I, like, again, I put myself in a fucking box here. Dude, right? this is insane. Yeah. So you had a question. Uh, what is it? I sent people a PDF. Yeah. How is the pandemic challenge fashion brands, right? You click on that. No. Boom. You, what you, is this? I've never even heard of this it's before. Fucking, it's wild. You look great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then you got, you know, case studies in here. So you could just tap around in the presentation. Tap around in the presentation. Right, what I'm looking at for the people that are just listening, I'm looking at basically a personal entertainment center yeah. that plays various <laughs> aspects of a presentation. All uh, right. It's incredible. Partner Jacob. And this can be mailed. Oh, we, we mailed this. So this, this is how it went down. Okay. So... Get if you guys are worried your customer acquisition is expensive, this guy's mailing TVs to people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're mailing flat <laughs> screens. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, can you send us some references to people? I'm like, hold it. Just wait. Just hey, wait. Uh, just wait till the hey, TV shows overnight, up. They, 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 literally, literally, the next day, they're like, okay, fuck that reference. Like, Where's the contract? Dude, like, this can is you the that? sickest yeah. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this was my can way. Hold, give me that. Yeah, thing. yeah, this is yours. Oh, my God. It's soft touch, right? The whole you, thing. It was super bespoke. I mean, and the technology inside, we custom designed the whole thing. It's IPS screen, so there's no reflection. I'm humiliated of what I'm sending people. <laughs> humiliated. <laughs> I'm shocked that they even responded to my email. <laughs> hey, I'm email. shocked you're even on this podcast <laughs> with me right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, emails suck, man. No, you know, especially being in a digital agency, they're like, you're not the people that send us those emails, right? About SEO and PPC. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. We, we I'm blown you. away. We send you video presentations. And that was my replacement, right? Because I was, I felt so helpless because I'm like, God, I'm like, shit, fuck. How the fuck did you think of this? <sighs> I've never heard any of this before. It was Miami, actually. Really? Yeah. So my, my favorite place to vacation, favorite place in Miami is the Aquilino. 
Yeah. Right. Um, it's like a little Zen place. Used to be. I mean, I don't know. It, it, mixed reviews lately. But anyway. So uh, years ago, I was in the Aquilina and they had something similar to this for selling their residences. Okay. Right. And um, uh, I love the cross pollination. Yeah. And then I was like, during COVID, I'm like, holy shit. I looked at my chief of staff. I'm like, remember that red fucking video thing I had from like six years ago? Yeah. Where is that? And he's like, oh shit, it's in the office. And he told me where. So I'm digging around. I'm like, this thing. You've, this okay. is what I, I said. This is what it, this is what we fucking need. Yeah. This is how we're going to reach these guys. Wow. And during COVID, uh, they needed me badly. Right. And right. these e-com directors are like, where's phones blowing off the fucking hook. It's going crazy. And this thing was the solution. The puppy that unlocked it all. <laughs> right. Cause I, they, all of a sudden you have me in a box. Right. Talking to you and you have all these questions about what's going on. And here I am in front of you. And that was the closest thing to humanizing outside of a mm. Zoom call. And I fucking hate Zoom calls. Yeah, they're terrible. Despise them. There's no human. There's no... Uh, there's no humanity in it, There's man. no humanity. There's no energy in that <laughs> right. shit, right? There's no exchange of Think energy. Think about it. This is... Okay. Uh, right. We have... You met Will. Will Will does, you know, he we outreach in the hundreds to, yeah. to YC, everyone. Mm -hmm. Huge companies, small companies, mm -hmm. new, old, whatever. Everyone is like, Nick's going to fly to meet us? What the fuck are you... What are you guys, yeah. insane? Because I'm like... I don't want to do this over Zoom. No. I don't need, I don't want to do it and I don't need to do it. So What's I want to do it point? the way I want to do it. How do you, how do you uh, even understand someone's emotion behind anything? And Zoom doesn't show that. It literally shows a face going this, like this, like oh, this, mm, like that, oh. like that. Like what? You don't get anything from that. There's no energy. Humans have energy, man. We got like, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a feeling. Yeah. Right. When you're dating, you're on a date with a girl or whatever, you, you know, okay, this girl's into me. She, right. You know, the way she's moving, the, the, her body language, all of that. Right. Well, relationships are the same way. Business is relationship. I can pull it to one metric for me. After a series of Zoom or meet, uh, Google Meets, whatever, I want to fall down and take a nap. I, oh, I yeah. feel exhausted. I feel completely mentally, physically drained. And I have to sit on my couch and I have to take a nap. I can't do more than three or four meetings in a row on that on Zoom. Yeah. Now, I just came from Noah Kagan's house, filmed for two hours, mm -hmm. fucking swapped the, into the suit, you know, class it up a little mm -hmm. bit for us. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, f I feel great. Yeah. I could sit here all day. Yeah. Zero issues. Yeah. What does that say? We're humans, and that's yeah. why fashion is a fucking billion-dollar business, too. I mean, think about, think about what you just said. Like, take a, take a moment. You felt great. You put the suit on. We need that as human beings. We translate our identity mm -hmm. through how we how we present ourselves and what we're wearing and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like that, that shit matters, right? You yeah. know, all these brands going DTC during COVID and fucking loungewear. Like, what the hell? No, it almost took me out. Yeah, you know, I, I truly. Go from wearing suits and custom made everything to wearing you know yoga pants. Yeah, and I don't even do yoga. <laughs> Look at it. I'm not long and lean. <laughs> we need to have that little keto discussion after <laughs> yeah, this. I know. I'm about to bust out of this suit. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. If you look at the billionaires list today, right? The top billionaires are in fashion, mm. right? The Bernard, LVMH, mm -hmm. Zara. Those are the, the real money is in uh, the apparel business is bananas. We mm. care. So the Sephora, beauty. Beauty is huge. You know, and, and yeah, a lot of like today's culture and society tries to downplay a lot of these different things that are realities and normalcies of today's 
world and they will always be that way and they'll never go away. You know, they'll be evolved, but fashion matters. Appearance matters. These things matter. Well, it matters. You know, it's funny because, you know, I know Noah's a chill, like super chill guy. He's always in a t-shirt hoodie. I'm like, I'm, I'm rolling over. I'm going to his house. Yeah. But it's like, th- this is the way that he used to dress. Right. Yeah. And then I didn't. I was in a, a band and just didn't. And the fucking world fell apart. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess we'll just wear, you know, t-. it's like, to me, this is respect for you. I'm doing it for me, but I'm also True. doing it for you. You know, it's like when you get on a flight and you're next to someone wearing a dirty stained T-shirt, eating a, you know, a whatever burrito. You're like, yeah. you must not give a fuck about me. But that's the emotional part. You're right. conveying an emotion. You're conveying respect. Right. Right. You just said it. Yeah. When you put it on a suit and you and you're and you're looking good, you're you're conveying respect. You're showing importance. I mean, women taught us that, right? It, they're like, don't show up in shorts, don't show up in flip flops right. to the fucking date, even though I would love to, right? Sure. And be like, ha ha. It takes five seconds to do <clears> that. Five it seconds, takes maybe fifteen. Right. Minutes. It's respect thing. But then on the other side. I mean, the T-shirt and that is not bad because you're setting your own vibe, right? Sure. And, and it's still expressive. They're, they're, they're trying to tell their own story and, and, and do all that. But yeah, I mean, going back to this brand presentation, it was an unlocker, man. It was an unlocker. And it, it helped us really scale, grow. It was super fun. I just came back from Palm Springs. I moderated uh, E-Tail. Awesome. It was amazing. Uh, made some really good connections. Uh, Austin Harrison, who is the CEO of Northbeam, we're, we're working on a uh, huge, huge uh, collaboration for uh, in, in the enter- enterprise e-commerce space. Um, awesome. We're nailing down that deal. So Northbeam attribution tool. Okay. The best in the business for enterprise. Okay. Right. So that's the big topic of 2023 mm-hmm. attribution. Where's the money coming from? Mm-hmm. Truly. Right. Google Analytics 4, new analytics fucking platform, everything. New, like, new regulations around what you can track, what you can't track. Oh my God. GDPR and all yep. that bullshit mm-hmm. internationally. And we say bullshit, not because we don't think that privacy is a real thing, but because you're getting, the, everyone's getting the data anyway. Every, it, it's just, yeah. all it's doing is screwing the, the end user. Yeah. Dude, I don't even know if I want to get into this, but uh, certain social media platforms that are about to not exist anymore. Right. As if they are doing something that other Domestic platforms well, that's aren't about, doing that. that, that, that you're, you're, that's above our pay grade. That's that's yeah, a, that's a DC Fuck. politics thing. Yeah, dude. I just <laughs> no, but like, look um, when you when when you're looking at uh, this this attribution thing, this new insanity that's being introduced. Describe what attribution is for the non-ecom folks here. Okay, a- attribution is figuring out all the spaghetti that you're throwing at the wall in marketing, you know, which one's working, truly working, mm-hmm. and which one's not. And when you have 30 different channels on e-commerce running, yeah. um, you need to understand which one was actually- Producing results. Producing results. It's like, you know, I'll give you this example. Uh, you see a billboard and you show up to a jewelry store mm-hmm. and you buy the jewelry. The cashier checks you out. Yep. The cashier doesn't get the credit for the sale. Right. Just because she checked you out. Right. The billboard does. Yep. So that's attribution, right? Where traditionally right. the cashier in the digital marketing world would show as the winner. And so you start making decisions like, oh, we need to get 20 cashiers. <laughs> this is a great, this is a great <laughs> example. Yeah. You're like, Julie, well, Julie sold the watch. Yeah, so. Julie sold the watch. Julie didn't sell shit. Right. You know, they the can't. poster, uh, the RM poster on the way out of uh, ORD in Chicago right. sold it. Sold it or whatever it was. Right. right? right. So in e-com, that's the, that, you know, for the, for the e-commerce folks, right? It's, 
It's a godsend because you got 30 different channels, 50 different channels. And now you got this new advent of headless. Do you know what headless? Okay. <laughs> Just, yeah. But let's go, let's talk about it. Yeah. I've been, I was like, I got some, I have some e-com homies in yeah, Miami yeah, yeah. that are deep and they were getting me to invest in this company. Let's go. Talk about okay. this. So I'm not the granular guy for it, but moderating in Palm Springs and I'm like, holy shit, we just figured out attribution and now we're going to really go next level insane. Headless is an experience where you're, let's say, sh uh, browsing on TikTok and you decide you like of a shirt that the lady's wearing. You, you click on the shirt and you buy it instantly. Mm -hmm. And the checkout occurs in your platform mm -hmm. and it hits your inventory and is just done instantaneously. As opposed to in a Shopify CMS that right. transmits information to right. something else. Right. And it takes 90% more time. Right. To do. And this is right now, right here. Yeah. I it's didn't. I happened. didn't invest in the company. <laughs> I fucking should have. Hang on. That's the future. Guys, it's, will you take my money? <laughs> yeah. There's a cool. I wonder if you. I don't want to name the company, but yeah, um, we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, yeah. So, right. Because well, my buddy was just in this in this Harvard case study where they show the curve of load speed to a cart abandonment. Okay. And they have this curve, and it's like you slow, you you broke. Yeah. Like, and it's just bah, like the in in milliseconds deet, abandonment. So speed is a thing, and speed headless is a, is a part of that. Yeah, our our our, our stupid uh, mental bandwidth it continues to shrink because of how we we keep taking mm -hmm. content in. Thanks, huh. Nick Crown, for, for you're your, welcome, y'all. Through your fucking shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry your for making everyone video. have an awesome time. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's 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 that reality of how we're consuming content, and now you got. The advent of AI, right? That that makes shit even more bananas. Yeah. Which we're not going to get into that, are we? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's fun, right? Like there are uh, attribution models like Northbeam and the yeah. ones they're using, they're, they're using machine learning. They have to. They have to, so right? Let's just, I don't know if I, this is the goof, guys, about privacy. I don't need to know who you are to know who you are. Oh, that yeah. That makes any sense. So like with machine learning, I can have a list of people and a list of purchases, and I can guess who did what with 99% accuracy, but I don't know who did it. It's like, this is where machine learning and AI comes uh, in. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, well now my, we bro do, well, my brother now, well, made no, no, a fortune no, no. with this thing, uh, by the way. Well, now, yeah. to that point, now we know who's doing it. You know how? <laughs> it's this little thing called user identity resolution, mm. right? And so that is what like companies like Wonder Kind or kind, I don't know. It's kind, kind. Um, they were next to us, right at the conference, okay. at the booth over there, and we did too. That's exactly what they do. Is hey, uh, you had all these email missed opportunities. Yeah, we're going to tell you who they were, mm. so you can opt them in. Holy shit! Yeah, right now, now it's understanding that data, and then you just you just drop the missing puzzle piece, in right? With this UIR component, yeah, pri privacy is a fallacy, man. 2023 it's a it's a, it's it's a true fallacy you can you can accept all these cookies in the world but you're leaving digital footprints everywhere, everywhere. 
the moment your your audio capture, you're leaving your 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 everything is a data point, and you're leaving it like a like a breadcrumb. And watch any show mm. where there's like a murderer they can't find; they find him in two seconds now. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh well, right. it pinged uh, a cell tower thirty meters. We triangulated it, and then we found him in five <laughs> minutes. And you're like, but <laughs> yeah. don't look at my browsing history. Right, right, right. Don't tell me I need Adidas shoes when I really do. Right, exactly. I mean, do we really not like that? I love it. I love it when I get targeted ads. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, oh, shit. Rolls Royce uh, releasing right. cars. Baller's <laughs> Dove. Yeah, Baller gotcha. shit. Like, oh, there's new Spectres out. Right. Cool. Let me check four that out. 4x4 four outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to be targeted. I do. Because I'm like, that's easier. It makes my life easier. Well, you know who I am. You want to give me like cool shit, cool shit that you think I'm, I'm going to be interested in. Right. Well, guess what? I'm going to buy your stuff. Right. Well, think about what it would be like if only if you only saw shit you weren't interested in. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse marketing. Yeah. Like you're just like, I don't need a blender. What the fuck is this? Why is this happening to me? Yeah. It would be horrible. Horrible. Because then you'll start seeing how your world is surrounded by advertising when it's when it's. No, I'm having, we're, dude, we're having some, this is, I'm getting some interesting ideas. Dude, this is insane. Yeah, you're on some downloads, you're man. You're on something, yeah. If you, advertising is only seamless when it's personalized. Otherwise, you'll start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Like, I think we move through the world not noticing yes. how much we're being marketed to because it's so fucking good. Right. And if it was so fucking bad, we would be in hell on earth. We'd no, be bombarded. We'd go, what is all this crap? I don't need this crap. And, and, and life today is about efficiency. Efficiency. Yeah. It's efficiency and it's it, be an efficient consumer too. That's great. Mm -hmm. If they're targeting you and you got kids to feed, you got the school with them, you got family life, you got all these other things, business to run. I, I, yeah, please target me. Make sure you're doing it correctly to the, right. to your blender point. Right. Right. Put me in the right category. Yeah. And keep doing it. Think about all those guys in Silicon Valley. If they didn't have their Allbird shoes, <laughs> <laughs> where would they be? No, man. They would be, be shoeless. They'd be shoeless. Poor, poor guys. Oh it would be terrible. <laughs> Without marketing guys, oh there God. would be shoeless men <laughs> in, the, in the mission. <laughs> That's a great fucking point. That is <clears throat> unnecessarily promoting yes. 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 <laughs> I grab my you know girlfriend's phone and like lingerie, lingerie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All the lingerie brands. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, it's good. We we on one hand don't want it as consumers, and on one hand we expect it. You know what it is? Let's go back to that point of we don't want it when it's not personalized. <laughs> We really don't want it. We really don't want it. Go remember back in the, look, dude. We're we're I think almost the same age. Mm -hmm. I look. You graduated in two thousand eight. I think something. Like, okay, I graduated in two thousand. Anyway, yeah. we, remember back in the day when you would see this the banner ads that made no sense. Yeah. Number one, it was ninety nine percent pornography. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um, and your click-through rate was very high. My click-through rate was very <laughs> low, for the record. <laughs> Those guys running their analytics on Mr. Crown, they're like, holy shit. You won't find shit. This ad works. <laughs> you won't find shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing some good CRO back then. Yeah, exactly. Back then. You were running my fucking <laughs> account. <laughs> no, but it was just, you were bombarded with trash. You were mm -hmm. bombarded with crap. And that that was a old, busted-up version of the internet. Yeah. Nobody liked. Nobody liked. And now... It's a seamless experience. Also, would it, otherwise, what are we just not going to market? Well, think about like my Rolls Royce example I gave yeah. you, right? Yeah, I'll tell you why it's good. Uh, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm scrolling through. Yeah. And it's better if I don't know it's an ad. Sure. And when I see that, I'm like, oh, 
I follow a lot follow of car, car accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accounts. So I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh shit, it's an oh shit, it's a new car. Yeah. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, I didn't even know I was being marketed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's why we should accept it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not advocating it just because I'm in the business of serving, you know, really targeted shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we touch that world, of course. But I personally rather have it dialed into me and make my life more efficient. Right. It's better. And you're learning about stuff you're already interested in. Oh, yeah. Or you're being introduced to something. Right. You know, that I'm, I might be interested in. Right. We live in America, dude. Yeah. You got to make cool stuff, yeah. sell cool stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and how dare I stop a future entrepreneur that hasn't been born yet from making yeah. his new car, his new leather jacket or his yeah. cool new watch. Yeah. You know, that guy needs a shot too. Of course. To get the word out. Of course. And, you know, look, marketing is never going to go away. Right. And, you know, I had a funny conversation with some, some of my friends about AI, <clears throat> all freaked out. And, you know, I'm like nothing to be freaked out about. And the, Group of people, going back to that EQ, IQ, mm-hmm. the group of people that should embrace it are the EQ guys, mm. right? Sales, they'll never go away. AI still needs to be sold, mm-hmm. right? Um, marketing, AI still needs to be marketed. Mm-hmm. Utilization of technology, that's exactly what we do, right? Right. So for all the people that out there that are afraid of it, someone still needs to run it at any point. Sure. Still needs to engineer it, still needs to do things with it. So... It's just another tool. Who cares? It's just another tool. But just another tool. The nerves and fear around directly around it is a natural signal because having, dude, I started my career when I was a little kid. I was on world tra- in in the World Trade Center on the Commodities Exchange where twenty one year olds are wearing two hundred thousand dollar fucking watches. Crazy. Okay, those guys don't exist anymore. No. Computers replace the entire thing. There's no open outcry trading. For anyone who doesn't know what it looked like in the pit, the gas pit, the it was people screaming back and forth at each yeah. other. So there's some people that might see that in the movies, in the old movies. They see. Yeah. This was a real thing. I was there, right? Yeah. These guys were making money hand over fist. When it went to screens and computers, they had no jobs. Yeah. Now, the guys that saw it coming... They felt the bubbling anxiety mm-hmm. and they go, oh, I better learn computers. Mm-hmm. Those guys are still crushing it. Oh, yeah. The guys that say, fuck, uh, I don't know. This is nervous. This is weird. It, it'll, but it'll never happen. Those guys had some serious, serious problems. Oh, yeah. And again, it's the, like I said, the vision guys, mm-hmm. right? The vision guys that saw the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. they were okay. Like, hey, this is just a, this is just an evolutionary place that, you know, where we're going. Yeah. Spotify, great example. Mm-hmm. My artists were flipping out. Oh, my God. There's no need for an artist anymore. Our contract's going to be shit. It's it's over. Right. It's the death. No, it's an evolution. These things are going to continue to happen. It's how do we, how do we accept them? What's the protocol to enhancing Mm -hmm. someone's life or another business? Let's just do it faster. Yeah. An article writing, you know, maybe it was worth 150 bucks. Now it's worth 10. Now at least we can, you know, produce more. Get to market. Get to market faster. I, my whole thing with AI, like, you know, I think about this stuff all the time. I think it's the most democratic thing of all times because you didn't need to go to Harvard to write a great article. Yeah. And nor should you have yeah. to do that. Right. Because if you look at the economic component of going to a great school, most people can't fucking do it. Yeah. No matter how smart they are. So then you say, well, that's not fair, which it isn't. Yeah. And then you say, well, we'll just throw in this little cheapo $9 a month AI then. Yeah. Cool. I can write a sales email now. Great. It's the best Fuck yeah, dude. AI is the best logic system on the planet. 
Well, you know, well, you know what else is the best logic system? Attorneys. Those guys need to be scared. Well, one of the, <laughs> I worked with a company that's, it's quiet. It's, it's, it was doing legal AI yeah. before eight plus years ago. Oh, These yeah. guys were doing uh, legal AI for document review because what, what high powered, high price lawyers do is they have a junior guy and they tell him or her to do the doc review Yeah, and they still charge whatever couple hundred bucks an hour. It is a mindless job that a human shouldn't be doing. Yeah. They hand it down to someone who they can't think of anything else for them to do. It's a dehumanizing thing mm-hmm. because law, as as I see it, like I've got some good friends that are in law in Miami. Um, they're the most creative guys I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Because that's how you make money as a lawyer. Creativity. You're not right. You're, right. you're, you're, you're paralegal, right? But the, 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 they have to, something to worry about when you can do a... The some, paralegal definitely has yeah, something to worry you, about. You're doing some prompt engineering and yeah. you're saying, hey, I, I need a... Uh, uh, position statement for this uh, mediation or jury trial or whatever, right. and here's what I need, and I need it for Texas, you know, Texas law, mm-hmm. criminal law, corporate law, whatever, family law, and you have a position statement in seconds. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's real. That's you real. You should be concerned if you are in a role. Yeah, where that is creeping in. Yeah, you should be concerned. That is that is healthy. That's a great concern. Yeah, that's not you being an idiot. No, no. If you think the robot's going to kill you, you're being an idiot. Well, if it's a legal robot that's trying to kill me, I'll be scared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you could say a robot can kill you by taking your job if you're not ready for it. 100%. So it can kill you. 100%. I take it back. Yeah. You should be scared. (laughs) (laughs) If I have an AI attorney going up against me in a case, I will be a little concerned. Like, oh, shit. You know, this is, uh, you know, that's scary. That is scary. Yeah. Yeah. The That's ju- like the perfect attorney. Perfect attorney. Right. Yeah. Bar 100. And it just looks like De Niro. And it looks like De Niro. And it looks and like the devil's De Niro. advocate. Yes. Has a little bit of that synthesia. You heard of that little yeah. software where they have like those AI heads or whatever? Those, that, yeah. I could say the meeting in a Brooklyn accent. Right. Yes. <laughs> I could Literally. Say, yeah. I could say it in a British accent. <laughs> right. Right. Just right. change the dial. Yeah. Do you see it th- when it went from language to language? Oh, Bro, yes, yes. I yes. was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, language to language and, and intensity. I'm an excited American. Oh. I'm a sad American. Really? Yeah. How intense do you want it? Right? Do you want it more? Usually <laughs> I press the 10 when they give me the option. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. That's what we're dealing with. And now, exactly what I said. You, you, you have an AI attorney. That's some real shit, man. That can happen. You can't, well, it's not can happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be BattleBots. Let bots. me introduce you to my legal team of 18 attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the show BattleBots? Yeah, I do. We were the robots fighting yeah, 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 each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like that, but yeah. lawyers. <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> my panel of attorneys here. <laughs> my panel of computer servers versus your panel right, of right, 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 right. It's funny because it's probably... That is probably somewhere close to, yeah. you basically have to start blocking technology from certain areas. And that's, that's the only one way of them. you can stop uh, it. Justice is one of them. And then you're going to have to have an AI judge. Because think about it. It, can't, it has to have a correct, accurate right. result. Court TV will start to suck <laughs> super <laughs> badly. The decision's made in 10 seconds, right? You're like, it's and over. he's guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, 
Yeah. Well, that's stuck. We're going to take the server to like the Alex Murdoch, right? We're going to take the server to the farm or the the, the house. <laughs> Dude. Check out this area here. Well, law enforcement has been using AI for, uh, for the longest time yeah. is what I have heard about it. Like yeah. basically... Well, the UK is a leader in this because they have all the CCTVs and they have yeah. they have tra- face, oh, yeah. facial recognition, triangulation. You can't Japan, yeah, yeah. You can't do anything in, in London no more. Nah, nah. I tried to knock off a convenience store. Were you trying to do something in, yeah. in, in London over there, Mr. Crown? I was like, ah, come on. I guess I won't steal the candy <laughs> Let me bar. Go back to Miami, where all the where all the allowed. thieves can survive. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, man. But look, marketing's never going to die. It's going to continue to evolve. And all of these different technologies, and I'm, I, you know, the message to the world is like, embrace it, allow it to enhance your ecosystem. And if you're an entrepreneur trying to help other businesses, embrace it mm-hmm. and, 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 and utilize it to, to help your clients. And if you're really good at it, just remember that the business of business is emotion, right? And a computer cannot. Cannot. Take that. Cannot. You. Cannot show the other side that you give a fuck. Right. Right. So the way I've grown this business for all the entrepreneurs out there is the other side looking in my eyes, feeling the sincerity, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm passionate, understanding my transparency yep, and saying, hey, you know what? Let's go. And it's real. Yeah. And that will never go away. And it's not fake. It's fucking real. It's fucking real. I shot a pod in New York. I flipped to New York. I met Max Cho. I invested in his company called Coverage Cat, right? Yeah. Max Cho. At the end of the pod, he told me before, he goes, I've got some, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm like, all right, just let it fly. He said this, he kind of gave the story about him meeting um, President Obama. Mm. And he said that the room, it felt like, he said, I felt like he waited his whole day to meet me. No and shit. I said, he goes, you know, that's how slick he was. And I said, you know, Max, maybe he really isn't just fucking with you. Maybe he likes meeting people. Yeah. And maybe it was, because they said, Max, if you didn't believe it, it wouldn't work. Right. And you're a super smart guy. Yeah. So he was kind of saying the best bankers screw you and make you smile and say thank you. And I'm like, I don't don't buy that. That's not my model for the world. I think you either are real or you're full of shit. And I know the difference Mm -hmm. in moments, in Mm -hmm. minutes. And, And the way that we got down to it in math terms was how many games are left. Mostly, when you're doing a deal, there's 100 games left, 100 deals left. Right. You don't fuck someone over. Right. Right? You fuck someone over once, you're ostracized. It's over. The game's over. Game's over. And and, and we just sort of got into it, and he was saying, well, okay, Nick, fine, fine, fine. But let's pretend you have a unicorn company, and you are, this is your moment, your exit. He goes, all game, it becomes one game, and that's when the teeth come out. Okay. In, In that moment... The math starts to change. And I said, 99.9% of people will never find themselves in an end game. Right. You see the, the, the nice person, the nice barista at the coffee shop, you're going to see him again tomorrow. And if you're a dick, yeah, they're going to not treat you very kindly tomorrow. This is one of the smartest conversations that you can have with a- With your a, pants on. With, with your pants <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, business- Owners, entrepreneurs need to hear this, and and I'm glad you brought it up. 99% of deals that are made, Mm -hmm. the agency or the other side doesn't fucking ask what the game is. Mm. 
and this is where the relationships fail. Mm-hmm. You said, "Hey, you, when you you know agency owners want to pull their hairs out, hair out, and it's like the 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 worst kind of business to be in." And that's all true when you don't know what the fuck you're asking and how you're running the thing. It, right. it can be treacherous. Setting those expectations is that game. Reveal the game. I mm-hmm. ask every single client of mine, are, "Is this an EBITDA game?" Or a revenue game. Mm. Tell me which one it is. No, I want to know what we're playing here. What are we playing? If we're playing an EBITDA game, I'm going to design this thing to do that. functionally different. Functionally different. Uh. Then we have, you know, incremental uh, incrementality that we'll worry about. Then we'll worry about uh, we'll worry about lifetime customer value. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to worry about um, all kinds of different nuances that are uh, uh, tied to. Uh, EBITDA, ROAS, yeah. we'll give a shit about all of that because we're building a business to be profitable. Oh, man. And then you got the VC and private equity backed and, you know, fuck you money There's, companies. It's a different conversation. Different conversation. Those guys are like, revenue first. Habib, give me one and a half yeah. ROAS. No matter what happens. No matter asshole. what happens, produce fucking cash. Yeah. I'm going to throw cash. You make me more cash. Right. Just a little bit more. more a tiny bit. A tiny bit. Just Smidgen. so Sequoia doesn't burn my ass. Right. Right. <laughs> Keep doing that shit. And honestly, there is no better honesty than that because you now know what to do. 90% of people don't ask that question. What the fuck? What are we playing here? Imagine if you did this with a significant other. What game are we playing here? Oh, I do that all the time. Holy shit. Do you know I that? did this the other day for the first time in my entire life. Oh, yeah? I was just like, wait, wait, wait. What game are we playing here? What are we, what are we doing here? Are we doing this? We're we doing that. Because if we're doing that, I'm out. Yeah. If we're doing this... I'm good. It's the same thing, man, across the board. Relationship, friendship, it's the game has to be answered, right? And it, look, we're human beings. Uh-huh. We got to manage the emotion while we're asking for what the game is, right, right. on the relationship side. Sure. Right? Because I have a good friend of mine here, Nick Sanchez. He, he would say to me, Habib, relationships should be two things, funny or money, mm. right? And that means funny, somebody that enhances your life. Sure. Makes you laugh. Gives you gives value to you by uh-huh. spending time with them. Okay, or they should be money. There should be some there, outsized transactional. Well, to well not even transaction. There should be an uplifting value mm, okay. when it comes to dollars and cents. Like okay. you're 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 having fun and you're you're doing something special. Mm. And ninety percent of my clients end up being my friends because those founders and CEOs tight circle and they're spending right. a lot of time with certain amount of people. Right. And those guys, if they're spending time with me on a phone call, that's valuable, valuable fucking time. Yeah. And they give for a, you yeah. to just be there hanging out and you're like, this it's, is fantastic. Yeah, it's valuable, valuable for both of us. Yeah. And so they're not going to hire somebody they don't want to hang out with. Right. And that's another message that these company owners and EQ guys, you need to understand. Yeah. If I have limited time in my day and I need to have a fucking phone call with you and right. I don't like you, but you provide me great results, I'll find mm-hmm. someone else that will provide me a little less results than you. Right. But I like talking to that guy. Yeah. Like yeah. the art of business is in that EQ. Right. <laughs> and the asking of the question of, hey, what is your goal? Yeah. Right. Let's, it's simple. <laughs> It's it's simple, but nobody asks it in the way that you asked it, where I can come up with an answer pretty quick. Right. Because what you do is when you, you go through these onboarding processes and you roll your eyes, you go, oh, great, a fucking form that no one's going to look at. Right. And what you're saying is, no, we're going to basically do this one question is basically going to determine the next 150 steps that the we roadmap. do. Yeah. 
the road and it's map. and it's completely legit because by the way if you know you wake up in a your client wakes up in a bad mood on a Tuesday which may or may not happen if you own an agency yeah. and uh, <laughs> that so happens all the time it happens every fucking day <laughs> every assholes fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> so and they say hey you know you didn't take care of this you're like that's not the game we're playing right that's a good reminder though I like that. And it gives you something to say when you're like, right. I don't know what to say, man. It's good because at 99% of the time, the founder doesn't, or the CEO doesn't give a shit. They're like, keep, <laughs> correct, keep going. They're like, I just okay. needed to say something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's trying to play their politics and <laughs> I bullshit. I did something like this today and I was just like, I just totally needed to say something. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we, we, we have this, um, we have this kind of like vendor that we're, we're just starting to use. It's new vendor. I don't really mm -hmm. know them very well. I don't, I don't even know if they're doing their job. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just was like poked to just see if they were alive. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're alive. And we already told you that this is the time. Ooh. And I was like, God, damn. <laughs> Relax. Whew. Easy. And then in my Slack, I was like, damn, I just got put in the corner. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah. yeah they were just it, like, yeah, it's fine. It's it, Look, at, at, at the end of the day, it's an easy playbook to win kind of in any business, especially the agency business, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and if you're an agency owner, just understand, be empathetic first, number one, give a shit, number two, and don't fuck up, number three. Right. It's a really easy formula. Yeah. But you really have to genuinely give a shit. The thing yeah. with the agency model is I built, I told you, wait, right. Yeah. I think we were recording when I said that. Like I, yeah, I. Resume. Yeah, no, when I built my agency in Chicago, I oh, got right. to a million in six months, and I was like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah, because it, I built it. Number one, I built it the wrong way. We could get into that later. I've done that. Fuck, I built it the wrong way. Well, everything rolled up to me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I just gave myself the worst job in the world. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's you're a high paid prisoner. Yeah, and you're the fucking not, uh, you're the you're the terrorist hostage. too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're your own you're your own you're your own <laughs> gunman. <laughs> gunman. Yeah. It's terrible. No, but that's that's basically what uh, you know. If you have specialized skill, yeah, it is very easy to make a lot of money yes. as an agency owner because you can sell your specialized skill. Yeah, it is also very easy to go completely insane. Yes, and jump from a high surface. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, what to build an agency the right way is the way that we've been talking about. Yeah. Understand your weaknesses, which you have. Yeah. Everyone does, mm -hmm. and then build talent around that so that when you're you're inventing new boxes and crazy presentations to send people. Yeah. You enjoyed this process. I can tell. That's my job. That's a great point. That's my job. Yeah. Right? That's the shit I love to do. Let me make fucking video boxes all day long and strategize different marketing yeah. opportunities. That's, that's I'm not I even asking how much life. that box made you. Uh, the ROI on a box. <laughs> box ROI is just nuts, dude. Box ROI is next level because... Everything's online, right? Like, it, it's physical, man. It's the haptic experience of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so different to get a magazine in the mail. But get, get, you know those catalogs that you get, those catalog drops yeah. that, that these companies do? Yeah. They make a fuckload of money. In fashion, exclusively, mm -hmm. the DTC companies that were winning, crushing, mm -hmm. their catalog game was insanity. Really? Insanity. I saw the numbers, right? Catalog drops every time it happened. Okay. Made it rain. Yeah. But you got to do it right. You got to do it right. You got to do it right to the right audience with the right partner. Right. Of course. Right. It has to be beautiful. Pieces. It has to be like at this level. Yes. And can't targeted. Be a piece of shit. Right. But dude, be just be different. Right. And this is I giving thumb a shit. Through cat, I yeah. thumb through beautiful <clears throat> furniture 
catalogs. Yeah. Everybody, I'm admitting it to you. Well, there you for go. For the first time. Right here. Publicly. Um, you know, anything that's like, you know, Blue Dot sends a sick, it's like a work of art. Yeah. Um, even the CB2, CB2 catalog is fucking badass. Yeah. Right. And that's a huge, you know, val- like a, a huge, just like monolithic furniture company. That, yeah. Then you, know, then isn't you, then you boutique have the at all. restoration hardware Bible. And then the restoration, I was going to get there. The Bible. You get this thing that must cost them a hundred fucking dollars to send to everybody. Oh yeah. Okay. That thing is a beauty. And it's a beast. Beast. And what are you going to do? You almost feel, quite frankly, you feel guilty yeah. throwing it away. Truly. You go, well, I might as well just enjoy this. Yes. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Who would take this when they get in the mi- If they open that up and they see that it's a fucking thing, yeah. it would be hard for me to throw that away. Dude, this thing ends up as like a, just a coffee table cool right. thing. Do you believe right? what this crazy asshole sent me? Yeah. And now we work with him. It's probably the next thing they say. Now they now we work with them. And and the funny thing about this is I send a little note mm-hmm. in there that's personalized. Okay. And I will just, you know, write a quick like, hey, hope you enjoy this. Click through the buttons. They're clickable. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The response that I get is, hey, Habib, I don't know what that was. Right. I didn't, I looked at maybe two seconds of it right. or whatever. I didn't really care. The fact that you sent that to me, right. do I have to return it? That's uh, my number one question. Really? Yes. Do I, where do I have to send it back? I'm like, no, no, no. You don't have to send it back. No, no, no. I do. Right. right. There's a, it's an iPad. Like you sent me like a screen. Right. No, no, I know. Don't send it back. Hang on to it for a little it's, bit. It's yours. Right. Enjoy it. And then you, you know what happens with it. Any conversation, any trigger of a conversation about a performance marketing firm amongst friends. Uh-huh. Right. Saks Fifth Avenue guy was sitting with Nicole, Mill, whatever, at a dinner. Uh-huh. Hey, oh shit, this guy, performance marketing guy, <laughs> sent me this crazy fucking presentation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's who you need to hire. Now it's a conversation. I have infiltrated their mind permanently, yeah. where I just loom in the back of there, because, whether they're a client or they're not, or they're passing it on, and it always ends up somewhere. Th- third degree of separation of like, hey, I could get a call. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember who it was, but this brand presentation, yeah, I saw it. It's pretty cool. But Can it's actually, okay, I clicked through it. The fact that you made buttons that are clickable. Because this thing could get fucked up 10 different ways, by the way. Oh, yeah. You could, f- this could piss someone off if Truly. it didn't do the right, if you open it, you couldn't figure out how, to, how it played. Mm-hmm. If you press, if you couldn't move through the presentation, mm-hmm. I'll fuck, it. fuck yeah. this guy. Mm-hmm. But it's, the buttons, huge. Then it's, the actual content looked really great. Oh, yeah. It's a true, it's a true product. And brand, I brand sent matters. You, I sent you a PDF that I designed in Canva. Myself, I like you though. It's okay, <laughs> dude. I swear to you. I swear I like, to you. Crown's a good guy. You he like says this? the right shit. I was like, Fuck this it. guy sent a fucking Canva presentation. <laughs> I'm sending people TV. Sign the damn release. Let's go. <laughs> this, this guy. Is, I'm sending people TVs, and this asshole sends me a fucking. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. So I can promise you that I have a note <laughs> before this podcast Monday. Pitch deck improvement and hire designer. Uh, guess who's going to be doing that project? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Skydiving, baby. <laughs> you need a little, little bit of elevation. I got you. Yeah. No worries. Well. That's what I do. What I, okay. So in, in the process of us building partnerships, it's the funniest thing because number one, in the world of like influencer marketing, mm. right? Number one, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a bit older than the average mm. person on 
You look great. Thank you. I moisturize. <laughs> but let's let's just say that we run we run our media and our content side like a really serious business. Mm -hmm. It is a really serious business. Correct. And when we talk to partners, they're like, "What the fuck? There's contracts. You have like team." I'm like. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Welcome to 2023. You know, they're like almost like, what? I don't get it. I'm like, no, no, this is a real bit. There's millions of dollars in this yeah. business. Yeah. This is a real business. Yeah. You know, so obviously I'm humiliated by my goddamn PDF. Humiliated. Well, here, here, here's the thing. You start understanding your brand even more when the pressure is on. Mm -hmm. And this happened because of pressure, mm -hmm. right? And as you scale, your brand scales. Mm -hmm. And then we, 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 I understood my customer really well. Mm -hmm. I understood like, hey, these guys are handing over the keys to not a Bentley. It's a LaFerrari. Yeah. It's a Pagani Huayra. Right. Like, here you go, Habib. Take it for a spin. Take right. care of it. Gas it up. And I'm like, <laughs> right. No, 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 no. You're not handing me a Pagani, and then I'm gonna just you know show Fuck up like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 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 was my mindset. Mm. I'm like, oh my god, mm. uh, you know. And and the care it, again. It's this is this is art form of fashion too. It's it's the same right. thing. How you present yourself yeah. is important because trust is the number one metric, right, in business. Right. So for our clients, they look at this and they're like, man, he gives such a shit about the nuances of his own brand. Right. I am definitely going to give a shit if it's magenta, fuchsia, or whatever right. color that is not on brand right. in this specific fucking ad. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like my guys are trained. Laser eyes. Pantone like, specialists. Dude, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Right? I'm, I'm just realizing what you're doing. You're thinking like your customer. Totally. You're not going, I'm a banker, so here's a banker deck. You're right. I'm a fucking thing, so here's the thing, you know. Yeah. You're saying, who's my customer? How do they consume information? Right. I'm going to deliver that information in the vehicle right. that they know and understand. Right. Which is genius because what also what that is is it's completely selfless right. because you're saying this ain't about me. I know right. this is how you think and and consume information, so I'm going to hand it to it's, you that way. It's very simple. What is Nike selling? Nike's not selling shoes; it's selling athleticism, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. what, what what is Prada selling? Prada's not selling a fucking jacket; they're selling a feeling. Yeah, that's what we're selling. Right, we're selling a feeling. We're selling trust. Yeah. That's our, my business is to sell trust. Yeah. That's it. It's like, once I sell trust, it all, you know. Everything else every, starts to every, align. Everything else starts to align because, and it's a series of trust. Trust here. Then you do a right. screen share with our, with our chief digital officer. Right. Trust there. You look at our agreements. Right. And the SOWs are dialed the fuck into like right. the opportunity analysis that he does. Right trust there. Uh -huh. And then you now have the, this, we, what we have is like this proof of concept period, right? It's a 60 day SOW. Uh -huh. We you don't say, need hey, to let us, we'll wow you or you can kick us the fuck out. Kick us the fuck out. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. there, there's no well, commitment. We, have, we don't have a fucking single annual contract. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It's mm -hmm. all monthly. Mm -hmm. And you saw on that 97% retention rate. It's a fucking real retention rate Yeah, because we don't fuck around. It's very simple. Trust, 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 trust. Right. You show up, we give you the presentation. You have a call with me. We do your opportunity analysis. We look at your analytics. We see what's broken. What are the challenges? 60-day SOW. You sign the contract. If you like us, you keep us. And we continue on as right. your strategic partner. Right. And we were literally the super men, super women um, for e-com C-suite. Okay. Right? And that's still what we are. Like, it, we... we 
take the temperature and pressure off on the strategy mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Let, you guys run the ship. Mm-hmm. Let me design the strategy, right? Let, let us be the leaders. I'm the guy with, you know, two and a half, three billion dollars of e-com revenue. I'm looking at it daily, yeah. right? Across all these analytics dashboards. Trust me when I tell you this is your next move. Your ad costs are going up. Right. Guess what? Let's focus on conversion for the entirety mm-hmm. of this year. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Facebook, Meta, sorry, Meta, mm-hmm. Meta, Google, all these guys, their inventory is going to be super flush. And what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Basic economics, people. Mm-hmm. Supply demand. The price is going to tank. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened last year. My clients, my clients fucking won in an enormous way because we recommended to them. We we're like, hey, let's scale back spend. Mm. And hang tight. Hang tight. We're going to focus on conversion. We're going to capture more of our customer. Right. Let's focus on the guys that are slipping through the cracks. This is a great exercise right. for that. All the Let's go do money reclamation. Uh-huh. This is a money reclamation time for the six, seven, eight months. As soon as October hits, trust me, because I have people everywhere and I, I know things, right? October is going to hit and this meta price and Google price is going to fucking tank. Mm. And then- all that cash we have, mm-hmm. we strike, deploy. deploy, and we take all that inventory, mm-hmm. all of it. And that's what we did. Bam, 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 bam. Mm. But those are the insights that they pay us for. Right. Right. But that's the value, right? Of being a Sky Diamond partner. You come in and we'll look out for your ass and we're like, okay, this is what you're going to do because I'm telling you to do it and it's going to win. Instead of saying like everybody else, well, it's tricks to try some new thing. Oh, if you want to make more money, you have to spend more on, uh, you know, ramp up your budget at your ad budget we need whatever who gives fuck that fuck that man no no these guys are tired of hearing this shit they just want because it doesn't work it doesn't work and it's the day it's it's backed by nothing right and then then they go back by definitely nothing it's backed by nothing and and you have you have some of these you have some of these cuckoo uh companies that will go out I'll give you a really crazy example mm-hmm. without naming names. You have $100 million company A, mm-hmm. and then you have $25 million company B. Okay. Company B goes out and hires e-com director, pays him 3X mm. of what he was paid from this $100 million company. Okay. A, right? Brings them in. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, listen, you badass. Hey, you know, you you ran this the DTC company. You did all these great things. You're, you're, you're going to kill it over here. Mm-hmm. We're paying you three times X. And then he's like, yeah, this is great. They sign up. The relationship starts. And then the founder goes of company B, $25 million company. Hey, um, yeah, your ad budget's 100000 a month. Mm. And um, you need to do everything yourself. Mm. And e-com director from $100 million company is like, well, I was the president of e-com. I don't know how to do that. I had yeah. five senior vice presidents. I had <laughs> 10 uh, different directors of e-com or right. e-com professionals or managers. I had uh-huh. an affiliate manager. I had this person that handled paid search. I had that guy that did paid social. Yeah. This level of idiocracy, rampant. Yeah. It's like, we're going to hire this guy. He's going to solve all of our problems. All that pressure that they put is <laughs> because they don't get it. They don't understand what the fuck is e com director right. or e com uh, president, right. whatever. This guy, more strategic, but strategic within a vacuum. Right. It's all he knows. Right. Right. Uh, e com director, t- turning a lot of dials. Scrappy. To, yeah. Scrappy. Scrappy. He's, he, he's going to help you find the granular level. Right. This guy with, has no idea what under indexing, over indexing. No. iPhone, Android. No. Fucking. That's when they call the, uh, when we were winning during COVID, it was the phone call would be, hey, listen, uh, I'm sorry to say this to you. And we 
create a rapport between CEO and founder, mm-hmm. but I'll be like, you're putting the wrong pressure on this guy. Mm. You are setting him up to fail. But mm. we hired this guy from blah, 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 blah. Right. It's not his fault. It's your fucking fault. The expectation that you set on this guy is he can't deliver. He had a team of 20 people. You basically hired someone to do something different. Like yes. you actually didn't, you need a different guy. Need a different guy. You oh, just because yeah, <laughs> you could you could hire the most the most baller top of the pyramid guy in the world, and and you stick him in your scrappy startup environment. It's the it's quite literally the wrong guy. Quite literally the wrong guy. Yeah, my and, buddy was just about to do this, and I, I talked him I, I talked him out of it. Yeah, uh, he he was about to put in. He's like, I know this dude. This is the same story. That's the same story. It's, it's the same guy. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's like. What we think is a simple shit. It's not. It's just, uh, it's that, it goes back to that EQ part, man. Just like understand that there are agencies like this for a reason within their respective field Mm -hmm. um, because we're doing it at scale and we get the high level strategic stuff Mm -hmm. that you just need our brains for Mm -hmm. aligned with that and it makes everyone's life easy. Right. Well, you're also filling in three levels maybe of hire for certain companies too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we don't really need to do that anymore. We don't know how to do that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ecom is so, you're talking about it from way more of a holistic perspective than I, than I usually think about it because we always forget that Ecom is just one t- talent of a real life brand yeah. that ocup- o- occupies this huge wide footprint. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's not just this thing that's its own thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Thank you for saying everybody forgets that, especially when you get in the weeds, the technical guys, they always forget. This is a brand. This represents something. Mm. Ecom's an extension. That's why I called it the redheaded stepchild. Mm -hmm. That's what it truly was. COVID Mm. forced it pandemic to like come to life. It was for, for apparel is redhead stuff. No one give a shit. Right. You're like, well, I guess I have to buy it on the website now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, truly. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that environment, right? Going from that to like, oh my God, the the, the guy in the dusty room, bring him out. Right. Uh, he needs to answer some questions. What have you been doing over there in that dusty room? <laughs> uh, been basically making sure shit didn't break. Right, right, right. Or we, if it broke, I tried to fix it. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Because it went from being 10% of revenue to 98% overnight. <laughs> right? That's crazy. It is crazy. Your and your business goes from uh yeah, some negligible thing that's 10% to 98% overnight for the next 3 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wake up call galore for everybody. Right? And that's why I, I, I when 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 I when I was doing the moder- moderating at Etail, yeah, I called it the golden era of ecom. Mm-hmm. This is the golden era of ecom. Right. This is the baselines are back to normal. Everybody's coming off their high. People are going back to retail. Ecom, yeah. you know, sales dipped. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's the normalization, right? Right. Ecom's growth was expedited uh, in two years. What should have taken about eight or nine? Right. Technology wise. Yeah. And brand. everything. 
Wow. Forced innovation. Yeah. Forced a lot of these attribution companies uh, popped up. Yeah. Right. Forced me to uh, make TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Think about it. Think about the You're possibilities. Like, yes. You're like, holy shit, I'm great at this. I can be funny and I got a great voice. Oh, this my is God, great. This is great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's it's awesome. legal now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Right. We'll figure it out. I got to ask you a question. What's your favorite really rich, rich skit? When I started to do things that almost didn't make any sense, that's when I was having the most fun. <laughs> so when I started to create characters like every week, mm -hmm. the alpaca guy, this feud between the rich guy and the alpaca guy, I was not... I was channeling some fucking energy from another planet, okay? Yeah. People go, I don't even get these characters. I'm like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I am... I There is a plot that is in my head yeah. between this alpaca guy... Who's the alpaca guy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I w when I was a little kid, we so used do you do the shit on the fly in your head? Like, it's, it's I plot. Is there some? Is there some? <laughs> it's premeditated. <laughs> it's premeditated. <laughs> yeah. If the robot lawyer finds right, me, right, they're right. gonna hang me for premeditated. Got it. Got it. Uh, got it. So it's, it's it's like some of it's coming to you. You're there's some impromptu shit happening. I feel like I look like fucking Lex Friedman, where the tie is like too. Everything has to be perfect for me. <laughs> I like that. Is it good? It's good. It's good. It's good. My neck is fucking growing. <laughs> You're like yeah, one, you're like yeah. one of those uh, those in uh, those uh, water sponge things. You know, yeah. you drop it in there and it's blah, 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 blah. Woo. <laughs> Here, here's what I'll tell you about the the alpaca guy. Mm. And for for folks that don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I had this ongoing joke mm -hmm. where the rich guy goes to a, a basically an outdoor a petting zoo, a farm, okay. okay, and he goes to pet. He says, "Hey, I've been waiting in line. Can you let my kid pet the llama?" And then I had this idea for this alpaca guy. And in my head, I know the whole background of the alpaca guy. I don't I don't come out okay. with it, but he has a whole background. Okay. He's like this You've written his character. I've written his whole character's life okay. story. All right. He's like this ex monster but like deal maker Wall Street guy Got it. who just said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to live on this farm." Yeah. It's a tax write-off. I love having the kids around playing with the animals. Yeah. I love the alpacas. Yeah. And he turns around and he just goes, "That's an alpaca." <laughs> and just like the character started from there, yeah. And uh, I think I did like over ten different episodes, Jesus, with the rich guy bumping in to the alpaca guy, <laughs> and <laughs> but to make it, you know to bring it full circle, yeah, yeah, yeah. the really rich guy it befriends the alpaca guy, okay. So he doesn't see that they hate each other. Oh, okay. that's the fun part. Oh, got so it. So the really rich guy, he says, "Hey, you know, I, I got to run to a meeting. My kid didn't get a chance to pet the alpaca." And he said, is there a better time I could come back? And the alpaca guy says, hey, you know what? Tomorrow, if you come back at 930, you're going to have the whole place to yourself. Got it. And the really rich guy says to him, that's great. We'll be back tomorrow. By the way, I've got a buyer for all this alpaca fleece in Midtown. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck, right? <laughs> like, he's doing a deal at the end of this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. to me, that was my most favorite thing because I just got to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do with that little feud. It didn't make any sense. Listen, man, the reason I'm here is because of listening to shit like this. <laughs> it is enjoyable, right? Entrepreneurs and people that are receiving. Oh, and this is the other thing, right? Being an entrepreneur is tough because no one applauses you, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. and you're a doctor, you're an engineer, you, you get some praise, you get some applause, you get a, a data boy. Mm -hmm. You got employees, you have clients that are winning, that are spending a lot of money with you. Mm -hmm. No one's giving you praise. There is no great job. It's right. like you're you're doing your job, um, and the fun coupons are the reward. Right. That's the that's the applause. Right. Yeah. And so, going back to your 
really rich and rich guy. Right. Those skits are great for entrepreneurs because they're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I, I get it. Right. <laughs> uh, we have some goals. We're trying to get to a different place. And there's, right. there's, there's it, it's self-reflected. Uh, you you got to look at yourself and laugh, you know? And, and, and if you can't, yeah. that's a little bit of a problem. That's, that's, you got to be able to fucking loosen up. Yeah, that, that's the rich guy, right? It's He's the rich like, guy. ah, my God. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. He's all high strung yes. and shit. Yeah, we're all trying to get to the really rich guy. Uh, but what everyone position. needs to realize is the reason I think it's, of course, I created this skit having no idea what it would what would yeah. happen. I didn't even know what the fuck, yeah. you know. I'm both of these people. Yeah. And I wake up both of these people every day. Yeah. And I try to be more like one. Yeah. And less like the other. Yeah. Because one of them uh, equals a, a more rewarding, <laughs> meaningful life. And the other one is pain. It's also age. It mm. shows wisdom. It shows where we're at in our lives. Mm -hmm. Our priorities changing and how we view that. Sure. But just wanted to tell you, thank you for making that content. My pleasure. It fucking matters. It fucking matters to people like me who, you know, are grinding and they're like, well, why am I grinding? And you're trying to balance and you're right. You know, you wake up. I wake up every day in the belief that tomorrow I'll be broke, mm. but that's also dangerous mm -hmm. because I'm not broke. <laughs> I, I <laughs> right? do so the same like, thing, by the way, yeah. just so you know, but it's a fuck. So up it's a habit. normal thing, right? Well, well, well uh, look, look at the two clowns in this room. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. We're normal. We're normal. <laughs> We're yeah. fucking yeah, Step idiots. outside and ask people if it's fucking normal. Yeah. So you know, we do that shit every day, right? And then the, mm. the scary part is like, yeah, it's turning off the other guy. Right. Turning off the rich, th th that guy and right. saying, hey, listen, everything will be fine. Fuck it. You know, we're here. We're, you know, enjoy the moments. You're not broke. So it'll be OK. Right. You know, and, and if it's not OK, it'll be you'll be OK. Yeah. And, and man, okay. I will tell you, you know, getting wiped multiple times. I mean, multi, you know, had a company acquired and then um, uh, divorce in uh, decimation, emotional decimation. Right. A lot, lot, lot a lot of emotional bandwidth that takes. If you can go through adversity and do it again and mm -hmm. do it again and do it again, mm -hmm. let that anxiety go a little right. down. <sighs> There's this thing that Goggin said, he calls it the cookie jar. Did you read the book? The, the, the you can't hurt me. I'll tell you about the cookie jar. Excerpts of it. Okay. I'll tell yeah. you about the cookie jar. It, nobody talks about the cookie jar, even though I think it's the best part of the book. Mm -hmm. It's like, he basically says like, anytime you overcome something that you didn't think you could overcome, put it in the cookie jar. It's like, you know, that breakup almost fucking killed me. Yeah. But I survived. Yeah. Put it in the cookie jar. I thought I was going to lose that client. We did this thing, this thing, and this thing. We want them back. Put it in the cookie jar. Yeah. And when you're in, the, in that day, when you feel like shit, when you're, and nothing's going your way. Yeah. Open the lid, look in the cookie jar, and think about all the times. <sighs> That's so refreshing. That you you, it you, just even hearing that, mm -hmm. super refreshing. Mm -hmm. Super refreshing. And own the cookie jar. And don't don't run away from it. No, keep it at like, your hey, side. Yeah, these things happened. These things happened, and it's oh, real. Man. It's real. It's not some hype bullshit, make believe, no. positive thinking. Yeah, it's and real. It, you're right. It, 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 it's crazy to wake up that the way we do, and feel the way we do. And I think it's for me, it's age and prioritization mm -hmm. of where I am in my life to be like you know. Priorities are changing, right? I want to yeah. spend more time with my kids. Yeah. I want to do more, you know, golf activities, travel. Right. Things that, you know, are important to my mental health. Mm -hmm. And which is great because that's the life cycle of a business is beautiful too, because you start finding really ambitious, smart people mm -hmm. that you can start empowering. Yeah. 
to do things you did. And I'm, I'm finding myself starting to find my, my protege, mm-hmm. my next Habib. Yep. Because it's fun. It's like, let me do a little knowledge transfer. Let me, let me, let, you know, I have somebody in mind for that. He's, he's been with me for a little bit, but it's, it's a cool experience because I'm like, man, this guy, yeah. he has all of that drive, ambition, articulateness, EQ, and he never had a platform and mm-hmm. an opportunity. Now it's, here you go. And here you go, man. Yeah. You know, and oof, it feels super. That's the one thing that feels better than, than, than earning the uh, fund certificates for doing a great job is right. giving back to people. And I love to call my crew the Bandit of Misfits, the forgotten class. Yeah. And their loyalty is unbound. I got a fucking amazing, amazing team. It's like the... Um it's like the Anthony Bourdain kitchen staff. We call them the pirates. Yeah. You know, these guys that would fucking die for each other, basically. Die for, dude, they, yeah. we would die for each other. It's it, the fraternal, and that's the, you got to hire people with commonality. Mm. There is not one motherfucker in my team that does not have a chip on their shoulder. If you don't have a chip on your shoulder, there is no place for you in my organization. Sure. You need to have some emotional damage that's been done to you. <laughs> that you need to pr- prove. Yeah, yeah, to yourself. Dude, my dad fucked me up, right? But like, I, I, it's interwoven now. Sure. Dad loves and appreciates everything I've done and is like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. This fuck, I'm, I'm already fucked, bro. Right. It's, it's over. You're like, well, of course you're here now, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things worked out. You don't have to prove anything anymore. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I still need to because yeah. I got a payment to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, this well just, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's deeper than you think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit. Let's go deep. <laughs> That's a really fucking deep well, right? Well, for me, number one, I have these conversations and, and then like, you know, something, something really interesting happened. I, I, I have these conversations and then, you know, the character that you see in the skits and the character that you see, it's like, I am trying to be closer to one character every day. doesn't mean I am. It right. doesn't mean that I don't deal with this fucking stress or this feeling of, I just need to, pr- I don't know what I, I, uh, my demon pushing yeah. me, pushing me, pushing me. And it's funny. I went out to, um, I went out to pizza after one of these podcasts in New York. And, uh, one of the guys said, Hey, what's your, like, I, th- I don't know if I asked him, what's your resting state. My resting state is discomfort. Yeah. I need to do something me about too. that. I need to work. I need to think. I need to create. I need to learn. Me too. It's you're, really hard for you're me to anxious. be calm. Yeah. You're anxious when there is calm. Well, it feels like, well. What am I missing? Right. Did I forget something? Where's the something? tornado? Did, was the, the eye of the storm? Yeah. And you know, that it's, 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 uh, I can tell there's a similarity with maybe things we've been through in life. Mm-hmm. And most, most people that have gone, you, you mentioned something about, you know, growing up divorced parents and, and all that, uh, that shit matters and how it shapes you. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, it was cultural and problems with, you know, my, my parents' marriage and dad and all that shit. But for me, it was that chip on my shoulder of I am not a doctor and culturally I need to be mm-hmm. and here I am just creating this wave of disappointment mm. just wave tidal wave right it just I'm just this disappointing like fucking tsunami just right. coming in and uh, man after traveling to all those countries and realizing that oh my god this is my talent and I, I encourage everybody listening to this as introspection is the best thing you can do for yourself. Be introspective. Fuck everybody's labels that they put on you. So many people, oh, Habib, well, you're a sales guy or you're a business development guy or you're a CEO or you're this, you're that, you're that. Fuck it. Don't glamorize shit for yourself. Right. Just 
simplify it and be and, and really embody the simplistic thing that you are and then do that at a thousand percent and you'll fucking win every day Which every might day. not have a label there might not be a word for what you are there may not be a label for it yeah right if i'm like this, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a sales guy that's a dynamic visionary that can acquire talent is that a ceo i don't know sure maybe yeah sure is who that cares? what it is who cares but it's introspection though 99% of us lie to ourselves. Sure. But I'm an expert at that. I'm good at that. Like, are you? I mean, why are you here? You suck at that. Right. Why'd you apply for that role? Right. <laughs> right. That introspection is the unlocker, to, I think, to our own problems, too. Right. Sure. Which is leaning into that more and saying, let's be more introspective about what does really matter to me. How should I be waking up every morning? Right. What is the anxiety? You know, and... um. Not that this should turn into a mental health conversation or anything like that. Uh, so be it. Yeah, but you know, uh, imposter syndrome is a big thing for entrepreneurs. Sure. Huge. I suffered from a lot of that. Because you're doing something that doesn't have, a, we've used the word niche so many times. Yeah. You're doing something that doesn't have a niche. You're like, oh, I create technology for healthcare companies that can't do this and could do this. So what do you do? I don't know. Yeah. I'm a fucking imposter because there's not a name for what I do. It's not only that, it's being distant with what you're great at. Mm. Meaning, if it comes too fucking easy for you... You feel like you didn't work for it. You feel like you didn't work for it. Dude, that's sick. Truly. When you're too good at something, the likelihood of developing imposter syndrome mm -hmm. goes up fucking tenfold. Mm -hmm. Now you're up here of like, holy shit. But then when you start realizing, oh my God, I'm... Um, you're like, you, you feel kind of nefarious about it. You're like, oh my God, I'm like one out of a thousand... I can do this shit. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. And just embrace it. Embrace it. You know, talk to the world about these issues and these mm -hmm. topics. And this was my first kind of rendezvous into that. I told you that. I'm like, you know, I'm a, I never really thought about doing a podcast or I never really thought about doing these things. But I, yeah, I've accomplished a fuckload of my life, but in a short amount of time. But why have I done that? Mm -hmm. Why did I do that? Mm -hmm. It's because of that stupid anxiety. Because because uh, we're broken kids, right? right. Growing up broke for sure. kids, you know, and then... Uh, that chip on your shoulder kind of propels you and then you just the you don't have to ask questions anymore when you're succeeding nah. like oh I don't need to worry about that I'm just keep going yeah. this direction yeah when we say the word introspection I want to break that word down into actionable things because we always sit here introspection when I fly I listen to music for a little bit and then I leave the earbuds in my thing so no one fucking fucks with me mm -hmm. and then I think the entire flight, people crack open a book, they watch a movie, they entertain themselves. I just go, what is your fucking problem, man? What are you doing wrong? What aren't you doing enough of? What is stressing you out right now? And I just, I, I, I ask, I go, how do you feel, Nick? Huh, I feel all right. What's stressing you out? Oh, this thing's stressing me out. Why? Well, maybe I could work. Well, why? Why do you want that thing? Why do you need that thing? And I play this game where I keep asking myself more specific questions until I get an answer that crops up. If you don't do that, if you don't wrestle, for yeah. me, that's how mine works. I need to wrestle with it. It doesn't just give me the goods right away. But I will tell you, even for doing that, you need to fucking applaud yourself for having the, again, the EQ to do that. 90% mm. of those IQ guys cannot even have that internal conversation. Mm -hmm. They cannot even broach that. Well, it's scary. It's super scary. It's the reason why you flip on a movie. Yes. Because if you don't flip on a movie, you're going to say, is my relationship that good? Yeah. There's no Wi-Fi here. The yeah. Wi-Fi cut out. You know, am I really happy with my job? Oh, it's an escape. Do I have enough sure. money? Yeah. Yeah. Do I, you know, it's like, ah, fuck it. Put on 
the newest whatever action yeah. movie. Yeah. Let's escape mentally for a while. Let's get out until of here. Until we land. Until, until we land. the meeting. Yeah. Until the show. Until yeah. the Vegas dinner. Whatever the fuck it and is. And that's what businesses do. We're running. We're constantly going, 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 going. And it's a personality type, right? It's our this. Is it type A? I think or whatever we are. Like it's that going and not ha- and having that chaos is also this will fuck us up. It's a way to stay the fuck away from our emotions. <laughs> it's a game. It's a, it's trick. a game. It's because you you go, oh, I'm spinning, 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 spinning. I'm not looking at the problem. Yes, not looking at the problem because we don't have, we don't have the time to. And we love, I love saying that. I fucking love saying that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to think about that. Right. I don't have time to be fucking sad or depressed. Right. Or upset or right. happy or whatever. Well, I have time to be happy. That's right. pretty much exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's something that's interesting though because once you face, I'm only learning this now, guys. This is not something I've had access. Like, once you just face the music. So in, in like, if we want to go back to like myth terms, it's like, look where you least want to look. Yeah. That's where the answer is. It's scary. And when you look it in the eye, the monster underneath in the lake, whatever, if we go back to Iron John is the, the name of the myth, the man that lives in the lake. And yeah. Fucking, it's like, oh, that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. And then you might actually sort that thing out. Yes. And yes. you might actually feel a sense of calm and relief. Yeah. And, and when you find the right professional, whoever that is, mm-hmm. a life coach or a uh, therapist or wh- mm-hmm. whomever, they're, they're going to help you identify the unlock. And I'm, uh, it, it's so important. I haven't for, started, by the way, I have not used a life coach in, in this capacity until this year. Good for you. Have you you've been using someone like uh, a partner here? For, yeah, kind of yeah, thing? yeah. Uh, his name is Joe Morris uh, from a small town in Indiana that I grew up with. Uh, I I couldn't have made it this far without him in my corner. Wow. How long have you been? I've known him for ten years, and you know he he made a statement to me the other the uh, like uh, last year it was. He goes, Habib, you know. I'm getting to the point where I think you've outgrown me. Mm. He had some honest conversation. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I think your your challenges, right, are something that I can't relate They're to different. anymore. They're yeah. different. They're different. Huh. Um, because I, I I don't know why you're continuing to do what you do mm-hmm. in terms of like career and all. You're happy. I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's, he's just like, you need to graduate into a different mm. life coach. But I'm like, don't fucking leave me, man. Right, right. <laughs> Let me teach you or go get educated. You're about so to you outgrow the shell. Yeah. And have to crawl into the bigger shell. Isn't that crazy? So like... He, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's important, man. It's important because little things too. I, I remember he was he used to tell me something that really, really fucking helped me. He goes, Habib, in any situation, always remember that an emotion, that an emotion is a decision. Mm. That an emotion is a decision. Take 10 seconds, breathe. And before you decide to get angry, right? decide, are you going to get angry? Right. And every emotion is this. And sometimes you'll need to get angry and sometimes you're going to need to cry and right. be fucking sad. And that's OK. But just realize that you can make your emotions decisions. And when you start doing that, you feel a lot more in control of mm-hmm. your life than out of control. Mm-hmm. Right. And in moments, especially when someone's angering you or you're getting upset or you're feeling dispassionately or whatever, take that moment, collect your thoughts and then react. Right. And it's okay to react whatever it's way okay, you and want. And it's okay to say, no, I should be fucking mad right now. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But decide. There's, decide. There's so much information inside of the emotions, the, the emotions that we just don't like as humans. Yeah. Anger, jealousy, yeah. rage, fucking whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, 
Because the first thing you want to do is like, ah, that's bad. Get away from that. It's like, well, why are you like that? Yeah. I heard someone describe jealousy in the most fucking fascinating way no the other shit. day. What jealousy was described to me as was you're actually seeing something that you want, think you can achieve, but believe you're unworthy of receiving. Okay. Say that one more time. Okay. You see something that you want. Okay. You believe you could go and get it. You're smart. Okay. You're whatever. But you think that you don't deserve it. No shit. And I'm like, that's fucking seriously insane. That's if you insane. think about it like that. Yeah. Because number one, going through this experience, yeah. like this, this whole podcast, number one is an experiment Yeah. and it has succeeded. It is okay. a real podcast. We are a top hundred podcast. Like there's, it's, it's yeah. my fucking brother who is one of my biggest cheerleaders, but tells me like it is. He goes, Nick, I don't miss the skits anymore. The podcast is the real fucking deal. Good for you. I'm applauding Thank here, you, but you, no one can hear. But yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's huge. That's huge, huge for me. That's huge. Because I want to be doing something people want to listen to. Yeah. He goes, well, this is the real, you're getting to the real you. Yeah. Because as much fun as the skits are, I'm a character. Yeah. And I am so sick of being a character. Yeah. Right. So when I think about jealousy, I'm starting to see, I'm starting to meet a lot of people. I'm trying to try a lot of lifestyles on for. Yeah. For size, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some, I have some friends who just had some me mega exits and all this thing. And yeah. I'm like, I'm checking my emotion as I'm going through yeah, these yeah, yeah. worlds. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, where, where are you getting lit up, Nick? Yeah. What's lighting you up? Yeah. Is it the house? Is it this? Is it the... Oh, I love you that, know? Nick. Oh. I love dude. what you're saying. And, you know, going back to what is introspect? Let's break that down, right? You, you were talking yeah. about that. To what you're saying, it's decisions, too. Going back to the life coach, I made a decision. I said, I don't have... Billionaire ambition, right? There, there, there's certain things that you just decide. Yep. And because if you go through life not understanding you and your ambition, like ambition is one thing. How much ambition do I really have? Mm -hmm. honestly. Truly, honestly, like f people it must be nice, right? You hear, you've heard, you hear those fucking comments, right? right? And I'm not saying I'm the receiver of it. It's just people say that type of thing. Like, what do you actually mean? Must be nice when someone says, "Hey, that must be nice." <laughs> Reflect at your own life and be like, you can have whatever you fucking want. Right. You made the decision, right? I never look at like a, a mega yacht, right? In, in my in Miami, and I'm like, yeah. oh, must be nice. I'm like, God, well, I don't know what the fuck that guy's had to do to get that thing. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck. I can, I know what I have to do <laughs> <laughs> to get that thing. <laughs> to get and that, I don't want to do it. I don't want to fucking do it. Doesn't that make, there's the math. Yeah. Right. It's, you look at that. I, I look at that and I'm like, no, but I know what I do want. Right. Yeah. And I know my ambition and that again, an unlocker, mm. unlocker to happiness, man. Mm. Once you start breaking that down mm -hmm. and you start going on your own path, like with this podcast, amazing, amazing. If you're like, I don't want to fucking be that character anymore. Or, mm -hmm. I, you know, the, the character can live, but in a different fucking compartment. Well, it's inside of me. Inside it's of still you. It's still you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is super special, man. Yeah. That's super special, dude. And when you start realizing your own ambition, you start having a lot more fun. And again, that jealousy thing goes away. You're, right. you're meeting. I don't even want, you I don't, don't sit a yacht and go, I'm jealous. of. If you don't want a yacht. Yeah. You don't say I'm jealous of the yacht because you don't want the yacht. This yeah. is an interesting test. Yeah. Go to your friend's mansion, sit in your friend's car. Right. You know? What's perking up? Yeah. You know what? Because if you just go, oh man, that thing's fucking crazy. Yeah. You don't actually want it. You don't want it. You don't need it. Exactly. So lose the must be nice commentary. Fuck the, fuck that must be nice. Yeah. Because the must be nice suggests 
that either you don't deserve it or that there is an outside force preventing you Correct. from getting it, which in this country, at least, that is fucking bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. For My ni- name is Habib Bakshi. Per- yeah. September 11th happened, 2003. I was growing up in a small town. Fucking every slur, every look, mm-hmm. every, all that bullshit happened mm-hmm. to me. This is the only country in the world that you can literally fucking achieve anything. Mm-hmm. God bless America. I believe it. Truly. Coming from an immigrant's parents that like they came here to give me a better life and they fucking accomplished it. They did it. And, you know, to me, like there's different political topics like immigration that are super important because of what, I, what I've seen with my parents. Mm-hmm. Sensitive to me. Well, for, for me, this, this is like, you know, it's, it's the most complicated argument in the world and it's the simplest. For me, it's like, there ain't no perfect system. This yeah. one ain't half bad. Yeah. It's like, exactly. There is nothing perfect. Exactly. This is all right. This is all right. This is the best we got. Look at the world. What more do you want? Exactly. What more do you want? Exactly. It's the best we got. Yeah. It's a shit show in its own right. Yes. But could be a lot worse. Yes. And um, last time I checked, no one's going to listen to me exactly. in Congress. This so. is why AI is scary. AI thinks everything needs to be perfect. No, it's ran by humans. Imperfect. Right. right. <laughs> right. Emotion. It's, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I, look, you're doing the right thing with this podcast. And I think for entrepreneurs, they face a lot of pressure daily. These are conversations that I think most of these guys are going to relate to, mm. right? That are trying to do what we've done in our past, what we're currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important. I mean, depression's real. Sadness is real. The introspection, being afraid of your emotions is real, mm-hmm. right? Get close to yourself, get comfortable. And you know what? I love, I'll tell you, in human interaction, I love uncomfortability. I love uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. because out of uncomfortable conversations breeds a comfortable relationship. Sure. Yeah. Uncomfortability breeds comfortability. Yeah. You get comfortable and you build trust by talking about shit you don't want to talk about and addressing things you don't want to talk about. That's how you get close. Comfortability builds stability. Yes. As well. Yes. But it happens through uncomfortability. Yeah. Truly does. In any relationship, business relationship, you know, I will straight up ask like a client, if it's on, if a client's on the phone with me and especially like on Zoom mm-hmm. and they don't look happy. You're like, is everything okay? Yeah. I'll be like, Hey, you know, we can do this at a different time. You just want to chat? Yeah. What's going on? Hmm. You know? That's smart. Yeah. Did the, the, the other round that you're trying to go, is there, what, what happened? I know this, you talked to me about this or whatever. Yeah. You know, solve other problems. I love solving other problems for my clients. Right. I was like, oh my God, I'm trying to get them and my kid into this private school, blah, 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 wherever. Yeah. I'll tell my chief of staff, hey, make a fucking phone call to XX who we know there. Figure something out. Figure something out. Get that kid in right now. Right. Right now. Now. And dude, shit like that has happened. I call back and I'm like, hey, don't fucking stress out. Your kid's in the school. Right. It's covered. Right. This like, is a full service agency. <laughs> I'm a full service motherfucker. <laughs> I will fucking if I give a optimize shit, optimize your yeah. shit and get your kid into school. <laughs> Sky diamond, baby. Yeah. And no, no bullshit. Like, well, you're doing a favor for a friend. Well, I do, I'm doing a favor for a friend, and then, you know, I often in like pitch meetings, I'm like, do you have a consultant in your ecosystem? Um, where you do ask their opinion on where you should send your kid to school. Have you had a consultant like Mm. that? We're those consultants. Mm. You trust us at that level. Our clients trust us at that level. Multi-year, right? 13 years, 15. Our clients have that relationship where they're like, 
we trust this guy so much with the keys to our Pagani right. that, you know, we're going to ask him, where should we send our kid to school? <laughs> well, look, anyone who's, by the way, anyone who doesn't own an agency, retention is really, really hard. Oh, yeah. It is really, really hard. Yeah. Most agencies basically bake in stupid churn into their model. Just be like, well, we're going to churn 30%. No matter what. Can't do anything about it. We're not. Yeah. It, this is one of those pods where you show up, you put the tie on, you sit down, you go, I don't know where the fuck this thing is going to go. But I am, I am so deeply pleased oh. that it went this, this way. Um, to me, this is the closest thing I can get to being in the music studio and playing rock and roll. Oh, shit. Is that, this, this kind of stuff. me all emotional now. So, uh, hold back the tears. <laughs> suck that fucking tear back in. <laughs> so thanks for coming on, man. Hey, man, thank you. This, this was, was amazing. fucking awesome. You're fucking great. And I hope guy. to see you soon. Keep doing the shit and nailing it and fucking crush it. Thanks, brother. Absolutely.